Welcome to the Baron's Head Up Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Before we get into the movie, we want to take a second of your time to talk about where you can find us online. You can find us on Twitter, which is the BHO underscore podcast. Also on Instagram, which is the Baron's Hideout underscore podcast. Where can they find you, Aaron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at double AA row. You can find all these links and more on our link tree. Lastly, if you want to support us and a small business, Twisted Allure, you can use our code BHO podcast for 5% off. Come listen if you dare. Dustin. And I'm your co-host Aaron. Today we are going to be reviewing the Slumber Party Massacre 1982, not the remake that was in 2021. We are in 2022 now. Um, this was Aaron's first viewing of this film, like a lot of the other ones. And I guess kind of right off the bat, Aaron, before we get into a bunch of other stuff, what's your overview of this film? Um, I mean... Use uh, best way to describe it, honestly, the way you put it. They don't hold any punches for the 1980s. No, in this movie. No, uh, um, for how early this is too. Mm-hmm. 1982. I mean, we had um, Texas Chainsaw in '74. Then we had Halloween '78. Um, Guess you can say kind of helped. Yeah, I mean, for what it, for what this is, it definitely did kind of like kind of um. Up the antes, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, for like everything to come Raise later the bar on a little bit. Yeah, just because of how ridiculous this movie is, and how like there's a plot, but the plot you don't really care about. You don't really need to care about it. All you just want to know is like what is happening in the next scene, mm-hmm. and what the hell is this guy doing? And like. I don't know, there's a lot of weird things with this film that a lot yeah. of people kind of compare to. But I enjoy this film a lot. This is maybe my fourth or fifth time viewing this. Um, I watched it a bunch of times before Joe Bob did a, an episode on it, but for some reason, that's not on Shudder anymore. I was going to have Aaron uh, watch that today so he can get um, some more information um, on the background of this film. But I have a couple of stuff here, which I think is pretty cool. But um, before we get into that, 
um aaron if you want to go over who stars in this film um who the director was and stuff like that the usual Alrighty. Well, first off, the uh, movie is directed by Amy Holden Jones. Mm-hmm. So it is. <clears throat> and I, I gave Aaron a kind of fun fact earlier that she went on to do oh, yes. the Beethoven films. You know, the one with the uh, the dog. That so, one. So we got a director who's branched out into many different genres. Yep, and I think <laughs> she also worked under um, Roger Corman a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody knows that if you work under Roger Corman, you're pretty much a video editor for a long time before he says that you are good enough <laughs> to uh, pretty much go out and do your own thing. So that's another really fun fact. Um, but yeah. Um, the movie stars uh, Michelle Michaels as Trish. Okay. Robin Still as Valerie. I think she was like the first name you see is um the uh, robin still i think mm-hmm. yeah, first only one one of the only ones with a picture <laughs> i love imdb <laughs> michael Vavilla is russ thorne okay so he's the killer yep uh deborah deliso or yeah deliso i'm gonna say is as kim okay she's pretty funny andre honor um as jackie uh the pizza scene <laughs> oh god we'll, we'll definitely get to that uh gina smiga hunter as Diane. That's a name. I know, right? Damn. Gina Smika Hunter. Yeah, say that five times fast. <laughs> Jennifer Myers is Courtney. Okay. So um, she's the uh, sister. The little sister, yep. Uh, Joseph Allen, John... Uh, hold on. It's Johnson. Um, as Neil. Dave Milburn as Jeff. Oops. Yeah, it's probably uh, the neighbor, right? Yeah. Um, Jim Boyce as John Minor, which is one of the girls' boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, Pamela Roylance as Coach Jana, the girls' coach. Um, it's a girls' basketball team. Oh, um, no, not Linda. Brink Stevens, Linda. <laughs> um, Rig Kennedy, David Con- Content. Yeah, oh, that's, that, the, that's neighbor. the neighbor. That's the neighbor. Yeah. I think in real it's kind of just like yeah. my rules. So those are like the, the big ones that you see pretty much shot the film so it's actually mm-hmm. kind of a big cast for this film and it's only like what 107 i mean not 100 sorry an hour an and hour 17 and like, yeah 100 that's that including like credits an hour almost two hours i think yeah so uh-huh. let's see uh, we got um, anything uh funny in there for tagline is you bring the pizza i'll bring the drill oh okay i wonder if that was an actual tagline <laughs> um I can go over some. Oh facts. yeah, I did notice this actually. Though it says what? Trish picks up the coffee pot which cracked on the hot stove, I, but then I she like gonna... had it on her bare hands. All yeah, over it. I was even gonna say that. I too. saw. It, I was like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> that's that's definitely something else we'll talk about. But yeah, you said you have some facts. Yeah, I got two kind of big facts here that um, I mean, this movie has a lot of stuff surrounding it with like it being a quote unquote feminist film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, the main um screen play screenplay writer. Uh, Rita Mae Brown, she pretty much wrote this as a parody to, like, all other, like, teen slashers at the time to kind of goof on it. But then, you know, the um, the company who picked up the movie decided to make it serious like it is. I mean, it, it kind of is like a spoof, but not really. Yeah. Um, and they decided to change it from what she originally had it titled as Sleepless Nights to The Slumber Party Massacre. And it's literally, this movie is what it says. 
So don't. This isn't something. It's a very straightforward movie. (laughs) Very very straightforward. So if you think of going into something, or going into this, um, it's an easy watch. Yeah. Um, It's very casual. Yeah, it's very. You just want to turn something on, turn off your brain, Mm -hmm. and just watch things happen. This is definitely a film to do that. Um, and my next fact, this is actually a pretty big one that um, people still talk about to this day, is um, Amy Holden, she took a lot of heat from this because uh, everybody was calling her pretty much a sellout because um, uh, she, you know, she was a woman, and this um, featured a lot of women naked, and um, they were saying, you're, you're a sellout, you're going against your own kind, which is kind of fucked, like even saying it like Why that. They agreed to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know, and... Um, she had a, a really good quote and she was like quoting roger corman saying like well if roger corman tells you to do it you do it <laughs> you know so um she did it like regardless you just do it um i think she said that he was a producer on this does that say on imdb if he was because i have a feeling that's not the case maybe um, there was something i was reading that was completely off um i don't think he was part of this film but i could be completely freaking wrong if it even has the producers is like a uh, um, yeah, list of the very um, top. Oh, okay. Like near where the cast would be. Uh. Cast and crew. Yeah, go to that. Go to Produced the, by. Yeah. Is he actually on that list? This I did not check. Oh, Roger Corman. Okay, so he is. So yeah, uncredited. That's lit- why. Oh, okay. Okay, I think the reason why he did that, too, is because he wanted this to kind of be her film mm-hmm. um, for directing it. So, yes, she was literally following boss's orders. She worked under him for, like, four or five years, I think, or maybe even more than that. And um, for everybody who worked under Roger Corman and kind of went out and did their own thing, they all came pretty famous. Like, mm-hmm. she did this and then jumped straight over to doing Beethoven, which I think everybody has seen that movie. Yeah. Um, it's a classic children's movie. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty sad, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's still a good movie. Uh, so those are pretty much the, the facts that I have. Um, there's a lot more you know, surrounding this. Um, there's some theories that I really do believe in, especially if you've seen the new, um, like the remake of Slumber Party Massacre is the Driller Killer. The drill is pretty much re- the representation of his dick Oops. and um, how he's just going around fucking all these girls. Um, we'll, we'll get to the end of it when he um, finally speaks. But there's a lot of very weird things that um, encompass this film. But it's a great film. I love it. Um, it's fun. Um what do we have for uh, Rotten Tomato scores? That's another thing that I'm, I'm very curious about. Uh, the tomato meter with, at 19 reviews is 42%. Oof, that's rough, man. That's probably because of what I'm talking about, how they're saying, well, she, you know, this is a feminist film and what, what, nah, and she's going against all women and stuff and having a bunch of women naked. It's like, it's a movie, bruh. Right. It's a movie. Audience score for five thousand plus ratings, forty six percent. Oof! Holy shit! People did not like this movie. Do we have any really, really bad comments or anything on there? Anything you can like cherry pick real quick? Let's see. Along, along with oh, that's oh, these are good ones, but oh well, um, it, whatever. A gory and senseless slasher film. Isn't that kind of the point of a slasher film? Mm. Like this is like what's going on right now too, because um. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre just dropped on Netflix. 
and this is kind of what's going on on Twitter and a bunch of other spots, is that people are going after the film because of the story. But you guys got to know that this is a slasher film. This um, At the end of the day, it's about people dying. Yeah, and blood. especially this movie, this is the first of its kind. So, yeah, it's a slasher, pretty much being a slasher. It was originally written to be a spoof on slashers uh, for the teen genre. And it got a little bit more serious, but still, like, it's something that you're just going to watch and turn your, your mind off of. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Uh, yeah, nothing really crazy, okay. but a couple more. I mean, there's more positive and reviews than there is. Honestly, negative. with the a gory and what what do you say, senseless slasher film? Mm-hmm. Isn't that's literally the point of a slasher film? That should be a compliment. It's just entertainment. It's it should be a compliment. If you want like story, go watch atmospheric um horror movies. Watch psychological horror movies. Those ones. If psychological horror movies don't have a plot, there's something wrong, you know? Because those movies always mess to fuck you with up. Your head. Always mess you up. But um, today, we are going to have uh, Aaron start us off with Slumber Party Massacre. Welcome. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Today, we are going to be reviewing the Slumber Party Massacre, 1982 not the remake that was in 2021. We are in 2022 now. Um, this was Aaron's first viewing of this film, like a lot of the other ones. And I guess kind of right off the bat, Aaron, before we get into a bunch of other stuff, what's your overview of this film? Um, I mean, use the uh, best way to describe it, honestly, the way you put it they don't hold any punches for the 1980s no in this movie <laughs> no uh, for how early this is too mm-hmm. 1982 i mean we had um texas chainsaw in 74 then we had halloween 78 um guess you can say kind of help yeah i mean for what it, for what this is it definitely did kind of like kind of um up the antes, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, for like everything to come Raise later the bar on. A little bit. Yeah, just because of how ridiculous this movie is and how like there's a plot, but the plot you don't really care about. You don't really need to care about it. All you just want to know is like what is happening in the next scene mm-hmm. and what the hell is this guy doing? And like I don't know, there's a lot of weird things with this film that a lot yeah. of people kind of compare to. But I enjoy this film a lot. This is maybe my fourth or fifth time viewing this. Um, I watched it a bunch of times before Joe Bob did a, an episode on it, but for some reason, that's not on Shudder anymore. It's going to have Aaron uh, watch that today so he can get um, some more information um, on the background of this film. But I have a couple of stuff here, which I think is pretty cool. But um, before we get into that, um, Aaron, if you want to go over who stars in this film, um, who the director was, and stuff like that, the usual. Alrighty. Well, first off, the uh, movie is directed by Amy Holden Jones. Mm-hmm. So it is. <clears throat> I, I gave Aaron a kind of fun fact earlier that she went on to do oh, yes. the Beethoven films, you know, the one with the uh, the dog. That so, one. So we got a director who's branched out into many different genres. Yep, and I think she also worked under um, Roger Corman a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody knows if you work under Roger Corman, you're pretty much a video editor for a long time before he says that you are good enough <laughs> to uh, pretty much go out and do your own thing. So that's another really fun fact. Um, but yeah. Um, the movie stars uh, Michelle Michaels as Trish. Okay. Robin Still as Valerie. I think she's like the first name you see is um the uh, Robin Still. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's first only one one of the only ones with the picture. <laughs> I love IMDb. <laughs> Michael Vavilla as Russ Thorne. Okay, so he's the killer. Yep. Uh, Deborah Deliso or yeah Deliso. I'm gonna say is as Kim. Okay, she's pretty funny. Andre Honor um as Jackie. Uh, the pizza scene. <laughs> oh god, we'll we'll definitely get to that. Uh, Gina Smika Hunter as Diane. That's a name. Right now, right? Damn. Gina Smika Hunter. Yeah, say that five times fast. <laughs> Jennifer Myers as Courtney. Okay. So um, she's the uh, sister. The little sister. Yep. Uh, Joseph Allen, John. Uh, hold on, it's Johnson. Um, as Neil. Dave Milburn as Jeff. And it's probably the neighbor, right? Yeah. Um, Jim Boyce as John Minor, which is one of the girls' boyfriends. Yeah. Uh, Pamela Roylance as Coach Jana, the girls' coach. Um, it's a girls' basketball team. Oh, um, no, not Linda. Brink Stevens, Linda. <laughs> um, Rig Kennedy, David Content. Yeah, oh, that's, that, the, that's neighbor. the neighbor. That's the neighbor. Yeah. I think everybody else is kind of just like yeah. rules. So those are like the, the big ones that you see pretty much shot the film so it's actually mm-hmm. kind of a big cast for this film and it's only like what 107 i mean not 100 sorry an hour an and hour 17 and like, yeah 100 that's including like credits an hour almost two hours i think yeah so uh-huh. let's see uh, we got um, anything uh funny in there for tagline is you bring the pizza i'll bring the drill oh okay i wonder if that was an actual tagline <laughs> um I can go over some. Oh facts. yeah, I did notice this actually. Though it says what? Trish picks up the coffee pot which cracked on the hot stove, I, but then she like gonna... had it on her bare hands all yeah, over. Yeah, I was even gonna say that. I too. saw. It, I was like, "What the fuck?" So <laughs> that's that's definitely something else we'll talk about. But yeah, you said you have some facts. Yeah, I got us. two kind of big facts here that um, I mean, this movie has a lot of stuff surrounding it with like it being a quote unquote feminist film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, the main um screen play screenplay writer. Uh, Rita Mae Brown, she pretty much wrote this as a parody to, like, all other, like, teen slashers at the time to kind of goof on it. But then, you know, the um, the company who picked up the movie decided to make it serious like it is. I mean, it, it kind of is like a spoof, but not really. Yeah. Um, and they decided to change it from what she originally had it titled as Sleepless Nights to The Slumber Party Massacre. And it's literally this movie is what it says, so don't. This isn't something. It's a very straightforward movie. (laughs) Very very straightforward. So if you think of going into something, or going into this, um, it's an easy watch. Yeah, Um, it's very casual. Yeah, it's very. If you just want to turn something on, turn off your brain, Mm -hmm. and just watch things happen, this is definitely a film to do that. Um, And my next fact, this is actually a pretty big one that um, people still talk about to this day as um amy holden she took a lot of heat from this uh because everybody was calling her pretty much a sellout um 
because uh, she was a you know she's a woman and this um featured a lot of women naked and um they were saying you're cello you're going against your own kind which is kind of fucked like even saying it like Why that they agreed to do it <laughs> yeah i know and um she had a, a really good quote and she was like quoting roger corman saying like well if roger corman tells you to do it you do it <laughs> you know so um she did it like regardless you just do it um i think she said that he was a producer on this does that say on imdb if he was because i have a feeling that's not the case maybe um, there was something i was reading that was completely off um i don't think he was part of this film but i could be completely freaking wrong if it even has the producers normally it's like a uh um yeah we're still at the very um, top oh okay like near where the cast would be Casting crew. Yeah, go to that. Go to Produced the by... Yeah. Is he actually on that list? This I did not check. Oh. Roger Corman. Okay, so he is. So yeah, Uncredited. she was... That's why. Oh, okay. Okay, I think the reason why he did that too is because he wanted this to kind of be her film mm-hmm. um, for directing it. So yeah, she was literally following boss's orders. She worked under him for like four or five years, I think, or maybe even more than that. And... um for everybody who worked under Roger Corman and kind of went out and did their own thing, they all became pretty famous. Like mm-hmm. she did this and then jumped straight over to doing Beethoven, which I think everybody has seen that movie. Yeah. Um, Classic children's movie. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty sad, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's still a good movie. Uh, so those are pretty much all the, the facts that I have. Um, there's a lot more you know, surrounding this. Um, there's some theories that I really do believe in, especially if you've seen the new, um, like the remake of Slumber Party Massacre, is the Driller Killer. The Drill is pretty much re- the representation of his dick and um, how he's just going around fucking all these girls. Um, we'll, we'll get to the end of it when he um, finally speaks. But there's a lot of very weird things that um, encompass this film, but it's a great film. I love it. Um, it's fun. Um, what do we have for uh, Rotten Tomato scores? That's another thing that I'm, I'm very curious about. Uh, the tomato meter with, at 19 reviews is 42%. Oof, that's rough, man. That's probably because of what I'm talking about, how everybody's saying, well, she, you know, this is a feminist film and what, what, nah, and she's going against all women and stuff and having a bunch of women naked. It's like, it's a movie, bruh. Right. It's a movie. Audience score, 5,000 plus ratings, 46%. Oof. Holy shit. People did not like this movie. Do we have any really, really bad comments or anything on there? Anything you can, like, cherry pick real quick? Let's see. Along with, oh, that's, oh, these are good ones, but. Oh, well, uh, it, whatever. A gory and senseless slasher film. Isn't that kind of the point of a slasher film? Mm. Like, this is like what's going on right now, too, because um, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre just dropped on Netflix. And this is kind of what's going on on Twitter and a bunch of other spots, is that people are going after the film because of the story. But you guys got to know that this is a slasher film. This, um, At the end of the day, it's about people dying. It's yeah, and like, especially this movie, this is the first of its kind. So, yeah, it's a slasher, pretty much being a slasher. It was originally written to be a spoof on slashers uh, for the teen genre. And it got a little bit more serious, but still, like, it's 
something that you're just going to watch and turn your, your mind off of. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Uh, yeah, nothing really crazy, okay. but a couple more. I mean, there's more positive I mean, reviews than there is. Honestly, negative. with the Agori and what, what do you say? Senseless slasher film. Mm-hmm. Isn't that's literally the point of a slasher film. That should be a compliment. It's just entertainment. It's it should be a compliment. If you want like story, go watch atmospheric um horror movies, watch psychological horror movies. Those ones if psychological horror movies don't have a plot, there's something wrong. You know? Because those movies always mess you up. Head. Always mess you up. But um today we are going to have uh Aaron start us off with Slumber Party Massacre. Alright. So, we start off. We're in Los Angeles. Uh, kind of a... <laughs> I love the tone you're going with. <laughs> so, so, start. <laughs> I'm just picturing myself in like a windy, dusty neighborhood. <laughs> just in a, like a trench coat. And just, so, we're in a Los Angeles neighborhood in 1982. <laughs> I love it. Um, there's a paper do- paper boy. He tosses a newspaper with the mm-hmm. headline that says, Mass Murderer, Five Rust Thorn Escapes. Um, Honestly, that right there, that's all you need for this film. That's the literally only, the only backstory you need. That's the only backstory and plot that you need to this film because everything just kind of goes along with mm-hmm. it. And you it, just summed it up right in the beginning right there. The, the title tells you. <laughs> literally everything within like first but, like two minutes. Yeah, so um, we cut to a house where we meet Trish. Um, she wakes up, she gets dressed, and she gets together some dolls to throw them in the trash. And also, um, we get some uh, some titties. Uh, some titties, yeah. In the what? first like three or four minutes, so it's like literally just right off the bat, raunchy and great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be a slasher movie without titties. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get titties, and um, she's getting ready for um school. I assume. Um, yeah. But so, uh, sorry. Um, and then she um hears on the news on her radio or her clock um that there's uh, been a mass murder. Someone named Russ Thorne who escaped from the insane asylum. Um, who was incarcerated since 1969 for killing five people in Venice, uh, which was nearby. Um, but outside, she sees her parents. They're leaving for the weekend. Um, so which leaves her, you know, which classic start for a horror movie? It's Teenagers like, sorry, left uh, alone. <laughs> sorry, uh, we're going on a vacation. Um, you're by yourself. Uh, have fun. Yeah, fifty bucks on the counter for pizza. <laughs> um, so, anyways, her parents are going away for the weekend, and she's got the house to herself. So, and uh, her mother goes up to their neighbor, who, Mr. Content, um, and you know it says, um, you know, sorry, <laughs> so, uh, it says if there's anything that she needs to help her out, um, and she, you know, she, um. While yeah. she's gone and blah blah blah, keep an eye on the house. This like I gotta talk about this guy for a second. Yeah, he's a little weird. He's like right off the bat, he like the way he's dressed too is so funny. <laughs> um, he's like wearing like a Hawaiian shirt with like he's very colorful. <laughs> yeah, with like green pants and blonde hair. He just <laughs> he comes off uneasy. So like, I think this is like the movie trying to maybe get you to think that this guy is going to be the person who's going to be doing that he's rusty. these um, killings. Um, and they kind of set that up for a little bit until 
we get the hand that's in the next scene. <laughs> but yeah, that, that guy just comes off very weird. Like maybe this guy's got something in his closet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, so Trish throws her bag of old toys in the trash and she starts to walk to school. And as she's leaving, someone takes one of the dolls out of the trash. So weird, too. Like, why yeah, all of a sudden doll. would she just clean up she's her room? She's 18 now. She's too old for dolls. Oh, sorry. She's planning on getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we get to their high school, and there's two guys named Jeff and Neil. <laughs> Such, like... <laughs> Jock names. Yeah, and so, like, stereotypical... Of course, they're talking about females and about rumors about their slumber party that mm-hmm. um, Trish is going to have at her house since her parents are out away. So uh, Jeff is, um, he's like hitting on a telephone repair woman named Mary while she's trying to fix a phone line. <laughs> um, and uh, he pulls him, Neil, sorry, Neil pulls Jeff aside and uh they just they they walk it off and the woman stands by her van, but then suddenly somebody pulls her into the van and drills her to death with a large drill. This is like what eight minutes in about. We got our first kill. We we got we got tits. We got a little bit of backstory. We got parents running away. We got a, a weird neighbor, and now we have our first death. And it's pretty crazy how it happens and in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, actually, in the it is broad in a, daylight. Yeah, it's that's what I meant to say. In the middle of broad <laughs> daylight, at a school, in a van. Also, she's banging on the window, and there's not that many people around where um, Jeff and Neil are, and she's banging very loud. I think we would have been able to hear that. Oh yeah, you know. So I mean, this is horror movie logic. You don't really want to think too much into it, but I just think it's really funny that <laughs> she's like banging so hard, screaming. Mm-hmm. And nobody listens. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Then we cut to the gymnasium where Trish is playing basketball with the rest of her friends. Mm-hmm. And um, they're part of the uh, high school team. And so Jeff and Neil get back, get to their practice to start watching them and talk about the new girl, Valerie, uh, who's also on the team. Yep. So, and the girl's coach named Jana. I uh, was yelling at them to get motivated, you know, you need to do better, and then they eventually end up uh, um, uh, hitting the showers, um, but, um, oh wait, that missed a little bit there. Um, Not really, they're just kind of, yeah, they're just kind of, it's just practice, girls being practice, girls too, yeah, you know? it's high school drama, um, yeah, they get to the showers, and we got lots of titties, lots, lots and of titties. Like obviously, all these girls are over the age because you know they're in a movie; mm-hmm. they have to be at least eighteen or more. But, but these are high like high school girls, so like I always feel very weird with movies like this, where it's somebody depicting somebody as you know a child, basically, mm-hmm. and us as a viewer is there watching it. It's like, should we feel? gross for like thinking but that just we're tell watching a story. I mean I know but it's just like at the same time it just and this is something that's always been in the back of my mind and I never really like think mm. too hard about it but like this movie for some <laughs> reason is making me think about it like should I feel bad for like nah. <laughs> like thinking that nah. I'm watching like high school it was all nude nah. but I know it's just a movie but you, you know what I mean mm-hmm. 
Especially in the eighties too. So Yeah. But fucking eighties. <laughs> um so anyway, uh, uh where am I? I think it's when the showers um, they start um, talking shit about Valerie. Oh yeah, so they're talking about the slumber party and um Trish is on the other side of the lockers and uh she's talking about inviting her but the other girl's like no because she's jealous that she's prettier that her makeup's perfect that she's better at basketball and um so she goes no i'm gonna invite her anyway so she goes to walk around to invite her but she hears her coming so she rushes to get dressed i'm out Um, i'm out she's about to be out the door but then she catches her and she's like no i can't i really can't i gotta go and she just runs off yeah um she's like she heard and the other girls are just like oh yeah, I mean, they were literally, like, the way the lockers were, they were on one side of the lockers, and she was on the other one, and they were talking very loud. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I would have been the same way. Like, I know that you're being nice to me and asking me to go to this party, but all your friends are being dicks. So, yeah. no. No, thank you. I don't want any part of it. Nah. But we cut back outside, and um, we got everybody leaving together. Trish, Jackie, Kim, um, Linda some some background character uh diane everybody's there and then eventually um jeff and neil join them and they uh they're being watched by someone and it is nobody or it's sorry it is a kill the killer russ thorne yes um which is funny because like we never really like hear anybody say his name other than on the radio yeah and the radio we have like a couple of different instances where it's playing on the radio i think it happens very soon with um Jana going home yeah but you know what i like about this movie too is like the killer isn't just like there isn't some like infamous well like he is but like at the same it's like some regular fucking dude though you know yeah exactly he's just crazy he's and, got that look in his eyes too. yeah um, and he got access to a van and power tools and just wants to go on a killing spree. Yeah. Like, not that that's okay, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like... <sighs> I, I just like how straightforward the movie is. And, and I guess it is kind of, like, something that could happen. Yeah, Like, it's it grounded in the real world. Like, somebody could just go yeah. and, like, get in my van and you're dead. You know, I'm sure it has happened, you know? Yeah, which is fucking scary. Scary. Right. <laughs> um, so, anyway... Uh, he watches them all leave, and then, um, Linda decides to go back, as she goes, oh, I'm gonna catch up with you guys later, I forgot to get something out of my locker, so, um, they walk, and then you get, like, this, like, sky view of them walking by the dumpster where he dumped the body at the, uh, cable lady. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel bad for her, but it's so good. Yeah, then you zoom, and it zooms in, and she's just got, like, drilled through her fucking, was there, forehead? <laughs> yeah, the, the practical effects, when they are actually, like, used and shown on screen, are very good. Mm-hmm. Damn, we need, we need good practical effects to come back, man. Mm-hmm. There was some in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but they were also using a lot of CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's disappointing to hear. I'm going to go in open-minded, though. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron hasn't watched it yet, so that's his homework for this week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then we Linda, we got to Linda inside the school, and she, she's got her book out of her locker, and then she's on her way up, and she realizes the doors are all chained up. She's locked in. She goes around. She looks for another way out, and then Russ Thorne appears. Driller killer. <laughs> the driller killer appears. Dude, like, the... 
whoever was locking up it was probably like the custodian whatever he locked that shit up quick i know like, right he went in and then all the doors were locked you would have thought you heard like chains rattling or something why some, such a big fucking chain why not just a lock yeah and like all the doors too were just completely locked like anywhere i don't even think she could leave the gym <laughs> go to a different part of the school crazy but yeah, so she meets uh, Russ Thorne in the hallway, and he attacks her with his large drill. <laughs> uh, large phallic power drill, it says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he drills through her left arm and catches her. She screams and runs. Um, she hides in the showers under a counter. Um, I after- like this scene a lot. The yeah. sequence is very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, after coming in and looking around... Um, and like it was it caught me too. It's because she she's she was actually kind of smart. She's like, oh shit, I'm bleeding everywhere, and I'm gonna t- I get, you know I'm gonna try and stop it up and clean it up so you mm-hmm. can't tell. But obviously she didn't clean it up enough, or there was too much blood. Yeah. But and you know it, she was smart. You know. Yeah, and every time you like look at her too, you can see it building up. So it wasn't yeah, just like, like something she's like instantly trying to like stop it up and then go back to her arm. But like yeah, it's very it's a gradual thing that was happening every time you looked over to her. Like oh, you got some blood there, girl. Yeah. Um. But he notices this, and mm-hmm. um, he ends up drilling right through the door. Um, <sighs> she screams, and um, but obviously they, she doesn't last very long. No, poor Linda. Um, I think she was supposed to be at the party later, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he runs back to his van and drives off. Yep, I can take it for a little bit if you want. Okay. So now we kind of have the uh, the girls at home. We see them being, you know, walking up to their place and everybody's splitting. But then we get this kind of long shot, which this reminds me a lot of, like, Halloween 78. Is um, Diane's walking. And then you get the car following her, and she's walking, and then you get the POV of somebody getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is this the guy? But, like, as us being horror nerds and fans, we, we already know, like, there's no way this is the dude. Especially since this is an 80s movie. Um, they always, like, try to mislead you, but sometimes yeah. it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But, um, nope, it, it's not the killer. It turns out to be her boyfriend, John. <laughs> um, who looks like an asshole. <laughs> Damn it, John. Um, but, uh, yep, yeah, she uh, explains to him, like, yeah, I'm going to uh, the summer party tonight. I'm not going to be able to leave. And he's like, well, I wanted to hang out with you. And, like, well, you're not going to allow me to do that. So he's like, she's like, I'll just, I'll just talk to you later. So she goes home, and I'm pretty sure he just drives off. Mm-hmm. And then we get... um, You wouldn't give her a ride home? <laughs> no. I don't think they she did, because I think she was, like, right there. But uh, we get the uh, gym teacher, um, Jana, arriving home. And as she's arriving home, you notice a van right outside her house. And you're like, oh, shit, is that the same van? So you're already kind of speculating that something's going to go down. She's walking up. Uh, I think she's grabbing all of her keys. And she's, like, doing it kind of frantically. Really weird. Like, oh, oh is yeah, it this one? Is it, is it this one? Yeah. Um. So she goes to open up the door. And then you get a drill right through the door and you're like oh <laughs> and then you realize it's just whoever the hell was I think working it was our landlord or something like that yeah it was like another repair woman and i guess i was reading up too that that lady who's drilling the hole through the door was also somebody who was working on the sets on the film huh. so it was an actual like worker on the film was just doing a quick little cameo i guess you could say that's pretty cool yeah so she's like oh yeah um this is 
no i'm fixing I'm every pole, pole. <laughs> yeah so it's like and then if you look at it after it's like she did put something in it but it's like hanging out all weird and it's like what that's not yeah, a good job. people <laughs> um uh, then we get i think we trish over to trish who is on the phone i believe talking to diane was it diane yeah. yeah i didn't remember if it was diane or kim but she's talking to uh diane and then she hears a noise and then um goes to like turn on all the lights she sees the door is all is open yeah. so she's like freaking out i would too because she's home alone remember her parents aren't home yep and the door is open yeah and um i mean the neighborhood that they're in is very like everybody's really close together so it must be like a colder sack or something yeah um so she closes the door she turns on all the lights and then i we, and after that what does she do instead of looking at the house i'll play a little piano <laughs> yeah don't worry if anybody is here you can you hear me playing the piano just come kill me come kill me but the person who is in her house is the neighbor i'm just gonna call him the neighbor because i don't the like neighbor, his name mr content yeah <laughs> that's such a weird name I so i just refer to him as a neighbor just because it's easier mm-hmm. but um he's like oh yeah um uh, what the hell did he say like he's like oh you want me to sit here he's like yeah the door was open i figured or i knocked at the door i didn't hear anybody so i figured i'd check on you yeah and he's like i'll wait with you until your friends get here and... yeah so it's just like what why is this guy like i know that he was kind he means, of probably means well but like yeah like i know he was asked to watch over her and the house and everything but it's just like being a little too creepy there right so they you know kind of sit down and get a uh get a glass and then just chill out and then we uh jump back to the coach who i think before was asking about her cat or something i mm-hmm. think i think it's her yep there's there's a lot of girls looking for things in this movie <laughs> um so she was originally asking where her cat was didn't know she has a noise but she's like pouring it must be like wine i think yeah she drops a glass onto the floor she starts picking up all the pieces, like, carefully like you would if you were to drop a, a glass just to make sure you don't step on it. <laughs> then she hears another noise, and then she just decides to take one piece of glass, but she's holding it all weird. <laughs> and she's walking, and she goes over to um, a closet, opens it, and then we get another quick little jump scare. If it gets you, it's just a cat jumping out. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Trapped in the closet. <sighs> so we get that going on. Then we jump to the boys again, who are thinking about going to scare the girls. So they're walking down the street. They're like, oh, let's go scare the girls, you know? They're like, well, what, what's the worst I can do? Get mad at us? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, it could dump you. Yeah. If you guys are dating, I don't really know. He's like, I could, um, they, they can kick our ass. Yeah. Um, for the <laughs> third time or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so they're walking down the street, and then we get them walking off camera and then we get a little pan over to the van dun 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 <laughs> so now that we know that the actual van is there um and then we get um trish opening up the door uh she still has a neighbor over all of her friends are there and they got um weed and booze and she's like ah, no 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 stop 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 um so they're going in and like hey what's the problem let's just have some fun over here we got the goods and she's like no 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 but he comes out and he's sniffing the bag mm-hmm. he's like ooh <laughs> he's like don't have too much fun yeah and then he, he's like it's like i won't tell your parents if you won't tell them that i scared you <laughs> so um 
so he just leaves and they're off to do their own thing uh then which that's a little weird just weird kind of a weird thing to say too like yeah it's just like it's very off-putting and, and the fact weird. they keep poking his head in so often though like, you know? what's going on in there <laughs> you having fun can i join um then we do another cut to valerie and now we get introduced to her sister courtney as well mm. and we find out that um one of the other reasons why she wasn't going to the party wasn't just because they were being mean is just because she has to watch her sister because her parents are also out doing whatever uh, they're doing gang banging. no idea so um we get a little bit of uh introduction to what they're doing over there and this you know Walking around, Kool Aid, chilling, you know, being sisters. Then we cut back through the group again. There's a lot of cuts, so we go back to the main group, and they're all, you know, talking about the the boys and whatnot. And then um, I got a quote here. It's um, it's not how big your mouth is, it's what's inside that counts. <laughs> so it's just like, what the fuck? So you know, yeah, girls are being girls. Um, and then think this is when the pot starts to break mm-hmm. when they're in there and Aaron was saying earlier that there's a weird thing that happens here where Trish goes picks up the the pot that exploded on the hot stove that's still on picks it up decides to put her hand all over the goddamn thing <laughs> you can tell this is burnt but it doesn't it doesn't look broken but I think this was a very low budget film so they didn't yeah. really have a lot of stuff to do. but like oh my god you broke it and she's like well I'll just have to go buy another one Freaking picks the thing up and just tosses it in the sink, and then we get another jump scare. And it's <laughs> Diane just looking in, like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, All right. Damn. Let me take over. Sure, go right ahead. This is when it starts to kind of pick up a little bit more with the suspense. Yeah. This movie does very well with suspense, I feel. Uh, so uh, eventually, Trish brings up the idea of ordering pizza, and Diane goes outside to get wood for the fireplace, where. Um, She's out. She's gathering wood, and then you get a cut to the end of the driveway, and there's a hand, like a figure, that they're holding a cleaver. Um, but then you you cut to her. She's sifting through the wood. Um, she picks one up. She drops. She goes ew, <laughs> and you got a cleaver just goes clean through the snail. Yep. And it's Mister Content again. Fucking neighbor, dude. What is this guy doing? <laughs> um, he's on a snail hunt, and she. I love how it's just. It's just like a normal. She's like, oh, you're just on a snail hunt. And he's like, yeah, I'm on number fifty three right now. Yeah, it's just like. She's like, yeah, my dad does that too. He's like, uh, he doesn't like pesticides. He's like, yeah, it's the most eco friendly way to kill them. It's like, Which I mean, I get a few, man, but. Yeah, it's like, but still, like. I mean, if you're a gardener, it makes sense. Yeah, but you're in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, you're. I guess sort of stalking the house mm. and watching what's going on. Um, it's just it's very weird. Like if someone came up to me as like, and I was grabbing wood, and they had a cleaver and just killed a bug, and it's yeah, like, yeah, I killed fifty face. of them already. <laughs> I would kind of be like, dude, are you mentally okay? What's going on here? You know? Yeah, she seemed very okay weird. with it though. <laughs> it just seemed like such a normal exchange. Of course. It's so casual. Yeah. Uh, just killing snails. Yep. Don't mind me. So she says goodnight. Um, they all go in. She goes inside and um, he uses it to get a scene of him going to get another snail when the driller killer walks up from behind and drills him through his neck. Oh, poor neighbor. Poor Mr. Content. 
<laughs> um, so a little bit later, Russ Thorne, or the Drilly Killer, uh, can, he's continuing to kind of go around the house, the outskirts of the house, and just when he's about to climb through a window, Trish appears and closes it um, without knowing that he's there. But then yeah. when she looks again, she sees a melted doll, like one of the ones that she threw away this morning. Is it melted or is it bloody? I couldn't tell. I think a little bit of both. Because when you look, when I was looking, I was like, is that blood or is That's that like, melted? Yeah. I, I worked on it that it was bloody, but I mean, it could be probably both, like you were saying. Um, But yeah, so it was one of the dolls she threw away earlier, but stuck it into the window with a meat cleaver. Yep. Um... So then she screams, and then Trish and Diane, um, they go to the garage to make sure that they, uh, that locked, that she locked the garage, which she did not. Rookie mistake. Um, so, um, she calls, Diane calls John, um, and, uh, they're all stoned and high and giggly, and, um, Oh, but, for sure. <laughs> she's talking to her boyfriend, John, on the phone while the other girls are listening. Um, and she hears them laughing and tells him to come over. And then um, the lights all cut out. Uh, the girls go to the garage, check out the fuse box, and they find some fuses that have been pulled out. Um, so they get scared by Jeff and Neil. And then, Dickheads. Yep. And then in turn, Jeff gets punched in the face by Trish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was the uh, the third time they beat their ass. Mm-hmm. So she makes them put the fuses back in, um, putting the lights back on, and everybody goes inside. Mm-hmm. Um. So and then she just starts putting like hot dogs on his eye and shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no one puts hot dogs on your eye. <laughs> but uh, so then meanwhile next door. Uh, we got Valerie, and she hears another noise. So she goes outside and sees both trash cans lying down, mm-hmm. and she starts picking them up, um, picking the trash can up, picking up the trash. And her sister Courtney thinks that it's just some stray dogs looking for something to eat. Yeah. Um, but she looks through her bedroom window at Trish's house, um, because she wants to go to the party. She wants to see what's going on, and then sees, um, John pulling up in the driveway in his car. Uh, he honks his horn, and Diane comes out. She's like, I can't leave right now, and he pulls the car into the garage. Um, but meanwhile, Courtney's telling um, Trish, they're, like, doing ma- her makeup and hair and all that shit. Yeah. And, and what sisters do. Yeah, and I um, think they had a Playgirl magazine with oh, yeah. just alone on it, which is also kind of funny. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a, you know, a reverse. Like, it would usually be like a boy watching, like, Playboy. Right. But now it's like, them looking oh, at yeah, she like catches her with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. like don't rip out the centerfold <laughs> but um so that she's trying to get her at trish um she's trying to get her to crash trish's party um and she's like that she uh she just tells her she wants to be alone she doesn't feel like she she doesn't want to be social um mm-hmm. but then we are in trish's garage where diana john are making out in his car um while everybody else is inside uh john um he says, he's like, let's go over to my house. He cops a feel. <laughs> yeah, he like gets, um, you know, let's go over to my place. And, um, oh, sorry. And then she goes into the house to tell Trish that they're going to go out for a beer mm-hmm. um, and get beer, which Trish, um, knowing that, uh, uh yeah. she's like, um, you don't need to 
Oh, excuse me. You don't need to ask me for permission. Diane. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she knows that like everybody's like upset with her because even after Trish is just like, well, that just goes to show they can't bring back the old good times. Yeah, right. You now, mm. I mean, she's just yeah. trying to get, you know get together with her friends and yeah. But, um. So she uh she gets back in the car and um she gets in the front seat to find John with his head falling off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She uh, screams, but nobody can hear because she's inside of a. They're inside. They're running a blender, and um, because to make margaritas. Yeah. Um. So she crawls out of the car and gets killed by the driller killer, who's still in the garage. Yep. Because guess who didn't fucking lock the door again after the car came in? <laughs> Diane. So, Diane, why you do this? You're the reason why your friends are dead. <laughs> But we cut back next door, um, and then Courtney thinks that she hears honking and screaming, um, but Valerie tells her she does nothing, um, and she asks her if they can go over to the party, and she's like, nope. So she goes to the room um, while Valerie's downstairs um, watching TV and um, go back to Trisha's house again. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Between the two houses, yeah. Um, where the front doorbell rings and um, the girl's like, oh, it's a pizza guy. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> um, so uh, Jeff answers the door. Um, oh, well, he goes up the door. He goes, what's the damage? And he has a voice where he's saying six so far. <laughs> um, so Kim and Jackie, they're um, on the phone with their coach who's like checking on them or asking them if they can check on um house or i don't know exactly oh they're talking about a basketball game but yeah um, they they want to know who um where the points are coming from because they, they're all part of like the varsity team stuff. Oh, yeah, so they're, yeah. um, they're, they call to um you know be like hey we we don't know who made up these points and whatnot so can you help us so they're in the middle of having that conversation when we get the eyeless pizza boy <laughs> and he just falls in and they're like ah Nobody falls on that, please. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, this is what confused me. I think this might be like a weird, like, I don't know, like reshoot or something because they were already on the phone with Coach Jenna while they were screaming. She heard it. But then when they run to go use the phone, they say, oh, we got to call somebody. <laughs> they so were just on the phone. It's just like, what do you mean you got to call somebody? You literally were just on the phone with the coach. So it's like you're telling me with all the screaming and everything, you guys hung it up, and then you were like, "Oh, we gotta call somebody," oh, no. even knowing that you were already on the phone with somebody. Oh, so it's man. like this is like I think too much about these things sometimes in these movies, <laughs> and I know I shouldn't. I should just watch it and just be like, "Yep, that is what it is." That's but, how these things happen. <laughs> but like, it, I just have to point it out just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so they go to try to call the police or whatever, or whoever they want to call after he got the phone and he cuts the phone lines. Oh no, dun dun dun. Um, she ends up hearing them screaming on the phone though before it gets cut off, and um, uh, she tries calling him back, but there's no answer. Mm-hmm. So she calls Valerie next door, asking a uh, um, oh that's what I was thinking of. Um, where she calls Valerie. Um, she goes to check, you know, asking to check on the girls and yeah, um. She's like, no, nah, I don't really want to. Um, she's like, but I will if you really want me to. And but then she's like, oh, I'll drive over and I'll go do it myself. Yeah, that'll be safer with you um, staying in the house. Yeah, she's like, you know, what? stay inside. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check it out myself. 
But um, so then we're inside Trisha's house where Jeff and Neil they get some kitchen knives and they yeah. start locking all the doors and windows and everything. It's when they um, actually start to grow some balls, right? Um, and after a while, Jeff um suggests that they just run to get help, and then uh Neil decides to make a run for Valerie's house, mm-hmm. while Jeff will make a run for Mister Content's house to get a phone. Yeah. Um. I think honestly, this is what was really um, their downfall was splitting up. Yeah, <clears throat> I know splitting up usually in some cases is good, but it's kind of when you have bigger numbers. But I think if they both ran together, one could have easily have overpowered the other one, while one was like you know kind of distracting yeah. the, the driller killer. But instead, they decided to go two separate ways, which is fucking dumb. Yeah. And, um, Jeff, man, he does not last long. He gets into that garage and he's done. He goes <laughs> to open up the garage and Diane is like hanging from the the um uh, the I guess it's the lock or the actual door because mm-hmm. those are sliding doors that always have like, uh, a yeah. thing up top. Yep. So he's freaking done. He gets stabbed through I think the chest. Ugh. Yep. Then um, we jump to Neil, who is like, oh, oh, shit, okay, gotta get here. So he's like banging on the door, like, Valerie, open up, open up, help, help. And she's like watching a horror movie. <laughs> I couldn't find what horror movie she was watching. I don't know if that was an actual movie or if it was something that was filmed before. It might, actually, it might have been. back and see. It might have been a Roger Corman film, to be honest. He was probably like, hey, this one, because he pumped out movies like nobody, dude. Mm-hmm. So they probably put it on there. It's like, hey, use this film for this. But it's like super loud. Courtney's upstairs. Valerie's watching the movie by herself. And Neil's banging on the door. And then we see the, the driller killer just coming from like the bush, just like walking casually with his drill. And like, oh shit. <laughs> but um, she finally this is like, oh, God, I guess I should probably go and check that door, huh? After someone pounded on it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so she goes to check on the door. And unfortunately, Neil and a drill killer decide to have a fight. And Neil dies and gets carried back. And then Valerie opens up the door and nobody is there. She's like, huh? Damn kids. Whatever. <laughs> so um, he carries Neil back to the car. And we realize where he's keeping all the bodies is in the fucking trunk of John's car. <laughs> and he's counting as like one, two three how many is there's like five or something he's like oh yeah there's like one missing Mm -hmm. so he's like shit and um this is like the first time you really hear him talk other than i think when he's at the door being the quote-unquote pizza boy yeah um (laughs) and this is aaron's favorite scene is the pizza scene (laughs) when um they're all like you know stressed out and they're all kind of have their knives like in the corner like oh my god what are we gonna do is Mm -hmm. is someone gonna come back and help us it's like what if no one comes back and they're like i'm hungry and like yeah i'm hungry too yeah she's like feels the pizza guy's hand she's like oh he's so cold and she goes i wonder what the pizza is yeah (laughs) what the fuck he's so cold is the pizza oh my god like the dude is dead i understand you're hungry but this is not the time to eat, especially when the dead man's holding your pizza. You know, and it's like very weird. Um, Meanwhile, Jeff's at the door, dying, scratching. Yeah, he, like he's the one that like escaped. He's, he managed to crawl all the way over there, 
and they're like, oh my God, who's at the door? They're like, what if it's Jeff? What if it's Neil? They're like, what if it's him? And oh my God, it's like, no, it's that it's, it is Jeff. You need to go help him right now. But they don't, they stay there looking at the door. And then hear him get fucking drilled to death. Yep. And they see the blood come through the door. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really funny. And um, Coach Jenna gets in her car. Yeah. She starts to drive over to Trish's house. Um, well, Valerie's upstairs. You'll find Courtney missing. Uh, so she sees her sister walking to Trish's house and runs after her. Um, where Courtney sees Valerie, but then decides to duck down and hide from her by running around the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, um, she goes up to the front door. She rings the doorbell. She knocks a few times. Um, she has no reply. She leaves. Uh, Jackie runs to the front door from the kitchen to let her in. When she opens it, Thorn is there. Um, and then he swipes the drill across her neck and just fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so then Trish and Kim run upstairs and barricade themselves in her bedroom, um, with a knife, and Valerie ends up finding Courtney in the back of the, behind the house, and she sees her lying on the ground, um, and, uh, she scares her. She's like, oh, um, the sister's a little annoying. Yeah, I mean, at times, with somebody who has two sisters, yeah. She's she's annoying, um, but, but she is the younger child. Yeah, um, she kind of has to be a terror. I don't know what age it is. I think she, she has like was 14. Six, 14? Yeah, because oh. they're all supposed to be like 18. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense why she's like annoying. She's going through that, that time, you know. The, yeah. The pubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, sorry, where was I? Um, she uh, scares. Oh, yeah, so she scares her and... um. So they go, um, uh, she finds her and she's like, I don't think anyone's home. Um, and after they look in the windows, they don't see anybody. Uh, she tells her she's going to check the front door again. Mm-hmm. And she walks inside, um, cause after finding it wide open, um, and knowing that it was locked before, uh, just a few minutes ago, you know, when she checked, yeah, it's like, um, like I was even yeah. thinking about that too. I was like, you just knew that that was locked, but now you're walking in there. Like it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Horror movie logic. Right. One Oh one. So she starts calling out their names. And, uh, meanwhile, upstairs, uh, Kim, she wants to yell back to her, but she can't. Um, so Trish suggests that she might be helping the killer. Yeah. Be in on it. Yeah, that's that's a really, I don't know. Maybe I would have thought the same thing if this was me, because you haven't seen her at all. Yeah, you, you knew that you were talking. She knew that you were talking shit about her, and yeah, because they were like, "Oh, that's a wild response for not being invited." Yeah, it's um, it's definitely logical. I think anybody would probably think that. Yeah, it's still so, shitty though. While they're conspiring against um against uh, her. Um, and then trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Um, the one window they left open, <laughs> the killer climbs right through behind yeah. them. And it's so funny too, because he's like, he's sneaking in and they're all talking and you can see him in the background. He's like, Ooh, sh- I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to make a noise or anything. He's just like, I'm going to get mm-hmm. you. I know, right? With that face. It's like, this is what I love about this movie. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even try to be. It just works its way like that just because of how the acting is and how the people look in, in those um, scenes. It's so funny. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
But um, it always ends badly when he's in the room. Oh, yeah. So he's sneaking up behind them with his drill, mm-hmm. and he hits one creaky board. They hear that. <laughs> You're like... Oh. And he's like, he knew he fucked up. Wait, he's like, shit. And it was at like um, that moment when he knew he <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Literally, they turn around, see the killer. They're like, they start screaming, panicking, which I would too. But yeah, like, um, <laughs> they barricaded the door too, so they have to yeah. move all. <laughs> so they're the struggling to move the furniture. It's like, um, well, why did you guys close the freaking window? You oh, knew man. that you needed to lock up. Oh shit! It's so funny. <laughs> That's like the funniest scene out of the whole movie, I think. Actually, no, that's not right. It's the part that's coming up is when he goes underneath the blanket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole ending of this film is so funny. Oh. oh, man. Oh, they knock him out with a baseball bat and try to get out. Um, He oh. wakes up. Um, <laughs> She attacks him with a knife. Um, And then he pulls a knife out. He, like, twists it, too. Which, yeah. Ugh. Um, or like out of uh, her hands, and um, he stabs her to death. Yeah. Um, where's Trish? Seen like, well, Trish seen all of her friends pretty much die. I know in her house. Yeah. So she runs out and hides in her parents' um closet, while he's looking upstairs for her. Uh, Valerie's outside, and she finds Courtney, and they go back inside. Where they find Kim's dead body in the fridge. This is another thing but that confused to... me. Hmm. Before you get into that, this they say, "Let's go home." Yeah, but then they go in. <laughs> but then they go into the house. I'm like, I thought they were at home because they don't show anything of them going anywhere other than it, it says them saying we're gonna go home, and then it goes. I think back to Trish for a second. They yep. go back down, and you think they're at home, but they're like, "Oh wow, what a party!" Right? It's just like, are they home? Or are they at the place? But then you find out that they're actually at... They're still at Trish's place. So it's like, you didn't go home. You didn't need to say you were going home. <laughs> unless you were planning on walking through the house to go home. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. the little things like that. The little split decisions. <laughs> yeah. But this scene's funny. She's like, oh, look, can we at least raid the fridge? Can we get us a few, grab a few beers? She's like, no, you're underage. And she keeps opening the fridge, but she's not looking at it. So you just see the dead body just stuffed oh. in there. And she shuts it. She's like, oh, come on, opens it. Yeah. No, okay. And then she decides to open it anyway and sees, um, the, not Diane. That was the, Kim. Kim. Oh, yeah, Kim um, stuffed in the refrigerator and screams. Yeah. Um. There's a minor plot hole here as well as some uh cheating, as one would wonder why in the world the killer dragged Kim after having yeah downstairs downstairs the kids and stuff her into the fridge. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, <laughs> this is movie. I know it had a low budget. Yeah. And you know that's what happens with these movies, like there's con- continuity issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, but I mean, it's little it's... Easter eggs like that, you know, it, they make it enjoyable. And this makes it all the more fun to talk makes, about. Yeah, and it makes it itself, you know, yeah. with the it's great little flaws. He teleports. Like it's all good. Yeah, he like teleports. <laughs> yeah. So they both scream, and the driller killer hears them, um, and she sees his shadow coming from the um the, from the stairs and decides to hide in the basement. While Courtney's um under the couch. Yeah. Um, good, good hiding spot because it got like the little flaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he walks downstairs, looks around, he doesn't see anybody. Closes the door. He drags the dead pizza guy and just po- throws him down the basement stairs because uh, I think he knows she's down there at that point. Yeah. Um, but um, and then uh, 
he lies down. He, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, oh my god, this is a, he's got like a grin on his face, and he's like, ah, Ooh, I know it's like a spot. But it's also funny too. It's like he has like these like a sixth sense because Jana's on the way, mm-hmm. and he lays down. And he like moves the drill, and he's just like literally just acting like he's dead. Courtney's under there watching, like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? And then Jana comes in. And she's just like talking all out, like, hey, yeah, is everybody oh, here? Blah, 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 blah. But um, she finds, as, well, Courtney, I mean, um, Valerie's downstairs looking for weapons and stuff. This is also really fucking funny. It's when she grabs the handsaw mm-hmm. and she goes, <laughs> she's trying to run upstairs, like, I got it, I got it. And you see the cord go, and then it's like, and she's like, and she like, bang, like, goes flying back. She's like, oh, that's not gonna fucking work. Um, so that's like another, like, this whole ending is just like full of like comedic relief for all like the brutal slaying that's happened throughout this film, even though it's more to come. But just him laying down with the grin on his face is so hysterical to me. I know, right? I love it. Um, and then we, and then we get like the final like you know, uh, bang is when Jana goes to see who's underneath the covers and it's the driller killer. He gets up and they kind of fight. So I have here Jana versus a driller killer versus Courtney versus Trish, and then Jana's dead <laughs> because they all like come at him with so much stuff, and then he just, he just slices through her um, stomach, which I think is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's like a little bit of uh. Uh, a little bit of dialogue here. Um, I think Courtney runs away, but it's uh, Trish who is now trapped. Um, and he says, for like the first time we see him talk, he says, How pretty. All of you are very pretty. I love you. And it's just like, Oh my God. And she's just like, Okay, um, I don't, don't even know you. Uh, yeah. Like, leave me be. And um, whatnot. So he's like continues to talk a little bit. Um, but I think this is when Valerie, I think, comes up with a machete. Yeah, and it starts to a- attack him. And they kind of uh, lead the fight outside. And he's running, and then he's got his drill, and she got the machete. He's in a drill like so he's fighting on the edge more. of the pool at this point. Yeah, and he just puts up the machete. Then, ding. And I love how she just slices through like butter. Yeah, he just looks at the at the drill like, uh. <laughs> um, and then he she just like cuts off his hand. I know, just chops away. It's at just it. so funny. And this is like right there is when his dick broke. <laughs> Literally, he couldn't he couldn't do any more killing. So um, yep, that cuts off his hand. He falls into the pool, and uh, you think that's all done because we get a, kind of a long shot of like watching him in the pool. Yeah, and she like just kind of slashes at him, and he falls in, and he's bleeding out. And yep. then this motherfucker comes up with a fucking stub. I know he climbs up with his nose. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh my god, and then he's relentless. She cuts through his um stomach and like actually like brutalizes this guy with a fucking machete, and then he's dead. Uh, we don't really get much else after this. This is kind of goes to he like impales himself too. Like yeah, he like, yeah, tries yeah. to climb on her. And then yeah, she, like, she, he, like, jumps oh yeah, she's like laying down. Yeah, holding the machete. He's out. like, oh, I'm gonna get you, and then he just leans into it, and then you're dead. And um, that's and you hear police sirens. And he got the classic zoom out and credits. 
literally the movie, man. It's, it's just oh, I love slash, it. slashing fun. You know, it I mean, is. this this that's sequels. what a horror movie should be. You yeah, know? there's Honestly. sequels and Summer Party Massacre Two is like this movie, but even more batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of these like '80s slashers seem like they use the same like basis, like format, but like mm-hmm. it works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for how low budget this film was, and yeah. for Roger Corman being part of it as well, is really cool. And also him having like an understudy kind of take the mantle on this to make it her own. Yeah. And um, even with all the the flack that she was getting for everybody saying, "Oh, you're selling out." It's a good film. Um, it is. Regardless of those low Rotten Tomato scores, like fuck that, I don't really care about those. Yeah. It's really about your own personal um, opinion on it, and. It's an easy watch. It's just, it's a good, fun horror movie. I, I don't, I honestly, like, yeah, the score. What I look for in a horror movie. It's got its flaws, which I love that shit, though. You know, I love the little things, the details. Yeah, and, exactly. And um, throughout this whole movie, too, I couldn't help but keep thinking there's a lot of homages to Halloween. Yeah. With a lot of the shots in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that their neighbor, it was all happening between like two different houses. Yeah. And one neighborhood. Yeah, it's very. It Someone definitely pulls from asylum. that. Yeah. It definitely pulls from that. At least, um, um, cinematography wise. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a super fun film. Um, yeah. The score is good. Uh, the score was actually done by uh, this, I think, was a fucking her brother or something like that. It did her it husband, all, I think. Something like that. And um, did it all on like a, one of those old like keyboards yeah. that just had a bunch of weird effects and stuff on them. So that's really cool. Very minimal. Movie's very, very fun. If you just want a bunch of buddies over and grab a beer and get a pizza and then have someone cosplay as the I, Eyeless uh, Pizza Boy, I'd also <laughs> top it and then just have someone going around saying... I love you. I love you. And um, the remake, I got to say in here a little bit, is very, very good. They give Thriller Killer more lines, but it's a lot of, I love you. And the the actor who plays the Thriller Killer looks exactly like this guy. No shit. But obviously, it's not the same guy, because this guy was already pretty old. I forget his name. Yeah. Who played him. But it's it's a fun, 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 fun film. Very very fun. Don't take you too seriously, and you'll real and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, just for the fun factor alone, my rating of this is like a, a nine out of ten. Yeah, me too. Nine out of ten blood splatters. It's just it's this mindless fun, it's... literally. If you haven't seen a slumber party it's massacre, not, uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't know. And also, like the other thing I was talking about, like him, everybody's saying like, "Oh my god, a drill killer!" Like the drill is his dick. If you look at the poster, it's him above all these girls with the drill. Yeah, and they're all like half naked. Yeah, so I mean, like, what do you expect going into this movie? You know, (laughs) it's good. It's very short. Um, after you watch this one, I would say go watch the second one because you're gonna be like, the first one was kind of like what the fuck, but this one's very like what the (laughs) fuck is going on because the story is all over the place. It's about a guy inside of a girl's mind who comes out of her mind and who has a guitar but has a drill at the end of it and he's also a rock star and that they rent a house and then there's a bunch of stuff that happens but then it's also in her mind but then it's not in her mind and then it's a dream and it's not a dream it's very just like what is going what? on um like there's a, a drug plot but there's not really drugs and then there's a missing person but there's not a missing person <laughs> it's very it's very all over the place but please go watch it it's it's bat shit it's fun um 
yeah just all these movies are good i haven't seen the third one i need to watch the third one i gotta re-watch the remake aaron watch the remake of this because you will love it uh it was on sci-fi so it's probably on a sci-fi app or maybe even peacock okay. at this point so good. go watch these movies um i know there's been a lot of remakes happening lately and a lot of you know sequels to older films but they've all been hitting it out of the park lately i know that we gave scream kind of a low rating here but we still really enjoyed the film it was still something i'm going to watch again once it goes back onto digital well actually comes to digital mm -hmm. um i gotta rewatch halloween kills again Same. i gotta watch the extended cut i haven't had time to watch the extended cut <laughs> i need to watch because it's more to the ending so i need mm -hmm. to watch it for that and halloween ends comes out this year there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's a new movie that just came out that I gotta watch. It's about werewolves. It's called The Cursed, and it's weird no, I've been because that a lot. I was talking to somebody on Twitter earlier about it. Like, oh, I'm going to go see. It. I'm like, really? I've only seen marketing for this movie for maybe like four days, yeah. and it just dropped today. Like, mm -hmm. it shadow dropped. Um, I'm like, I didn't see any marketing. It's like the marketing for it's just like non-existent <laughs> or very little. So. But those movies, movies like that, I feel like Sometimes I need to, you. yeah, and I need to give it some love yeah. for it not getting the proper amount of screen time for people to go and realize that this movie's out. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing that at some point. Um, but I think that's pretty much all that I have for the Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. Aaron, is there anything that you want to uh, add on to this? No, not really. Check out Slumber Party Massacre and all of its sequels. Yep. And, uh, and remake. What we're doing next week, we're shifting gears, okay? Um, I, I want to give everybody a big warning um, for this one, because this is a fun, kind of light-filled and bloody good fun film. But next week, we're going to be going very, very hard, and we're going to be doing the original I Spit on Your Grave. So I know... Um, Obviously, rape and stuff is it's not cool. It should never happen. And there's people out there who um, probably, you know, experienced it. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I hope that you have a good support system around you to, you know, help things better. But I just really want to give this warning to everybody before. And I will be giving it again before we jump into the film next week. Just because it is a very, very strong film. Yeah, some touchy subjects. Um, yeah, I mean, it's about woman empowerment also, so it's got that at the very um, core of the film, even though it's got really, really bad shit that happens in it. Um, but it's still something that I think that we should cover on here. <sighs> There's a lot of films like this that we're going to be covering that I don't want to cover, but I feel like we are entitled the, to. Yeah. Um, like but. Cannibal Holocaust is something that we're going to be doing at some point. I know it's definitely a film people don't touch. It's one that they they won't touch. They won't will never touch. Just they don't want to talk gonna. about. <laughs> but we're going to do it, so you guys don't have to watch it. If you just want to hear a summary of us go through the film, you don't have to watch it actually happen. So that's the plan for that. And then after that, we're going to be kind of lightening it a little bit again, um, but not really. We're going to be having special guests on horror gamer and his uh co-host gabby for their horror haven llc so they'll be on here for the exorcist which will Ooh. be the beginning of march so we're ending this month really hard and then we're bringing it back really hard but in a, a different way so um it's gonna be fun oh yeah look forward to it yep and um 
I'm still doing Dean's podcast as well. We have some other guests lined up coming on. It's a lot this year. We're focusing more on podcast guests for other people who um, we listen to or they listen to us or anything like that. So no like real big guests this year. Um, maybe one. I was thinking about doing one, but I don't know if it's going to work. I won't announce anything as of yet. But yeah, this year is going to be crazy. So thank you for everybody who's been listening to us and supporting us. It means a lot, and it's been fucking fun. Oh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. This was the Baron's Head Up Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. No, he's your co-host, Aaron. And we'll catch you guys next week for I Spit on Your Grave. You guys, yeah, you don't need to watch the film if you don't want to, but please be here and just at least listen to us talk about it so you can hear our views. So thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) <laughs> Love you. All right. So we start off. We're in Los Angeles. Uh, kind of a. <laughs> I love the tone you're going into. <laughs> so <we> start. <laughs> I'm just picturing myself in like a windy, dusty, just in a, like a trench coat. And just, so we're in a Los Angeles neighborhood in 1982. <laughs> I love it. Um, there's a paper do- paper boy. He tosses a newspaper with the mm-hmm. headline that says, Mass Murderer of Five Rustthorn Escapes. Um, Honestly, that right there, that's all you need for this film. That's the literally only, the only backstory you need. That's the only backstory and plot that you need to this film because everything just kind of goes along with mm-hmm. it. You just it. summed it up right in the beginning right there. The, the title tells you. <laughs> literally everything within the like first but, like two minutes. Yeah, so um, we got to a house where we meet Trish. Um, she wakes up, she gets dressed, and she gets together some dolls to throw them in the trash. And also, um, we get some uh, some, titties uh, some titties. Yeah, in the what? first like three or four minutes. So it's like literally just right off the bat, raunchy and great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be a slasher movie without titties. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get titties and um she's getting ready for um school i assume um yeah. but so uh sorry um and then she um hears on the news on her radio or her clock um that there's uh, been a mass murder someone named russ thorn who escaped from the insane asylum um who was incarcerated since 1969 for killing five people in venice uh, which was nearby um but outside she sees her parents they're leaving for the weekend um so which leaves her you know which classic start for a horror movie teenagers left alone (laughs) sorry we're going on a vacation um you're by yourself uh have fun yeah 50 bucks on the counter for pizza (laughs) um so anyways her parents are going away for the weekend and she's got the house to herself so and her mother goes up to their neighbor who mr content um and you know it says um you know sorry <laughs> so, uh, it says if there's anything that she needs to help her out um and she, you know she, um while yeah. she's gone and blah 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 keep an eye on the house just like i gotta talk about this guy for a second yeah he's a little weird he's like right off the bat he like the way he's dressed too it's so funny. Um, he's like wearing like a Hawaiian shirt with like he's very colorful. <laughs> yeah, with like green pants and blonde hair. He just he comes off uneasy. So like, I think this is like the movie trying to 
maybe get you to think that this guy is going to be the person who's going to be doing he's these um, killings. Um, and they kind of set that up for a little bit until we get the hand that's in the next scene. <laughs> but yeah, that, that guy just comes off very weird. Like maybe this guy's got something in his closet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so Trish throws her bag of old toys in the trash and she starts to walk to school. And as she's leaving, someone takes one of the dolls out of the trash. So weird, too. Like, why yeah, all of a sudden doll. would she just clean up She's 18 room? now. She's too old for dolls. Oh, sorry. She's planning on getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we get to their high school, and there's two guys named Jeff and Neil. <laughs> Such, like... <laughs> Jock names. Yeah, and so, like, stereotypical. Of course, they're talking about females and about rumors about their slumber party that mm-hmm. um Trish is going to have at her house since her parents are out, away. So... Uh, Jeff is, um, he's like hitting on a telephone repair woman named Mary while she's trying to fix a phone line. <laughs> um, and, uh, he pulls him, Neil, sorry, Neil pulls Jeff aside and, uh, they just, they, they walk it off and the woman stands by her van, but then suddenly somebody pulls her into the van and drills her to death with a large drill. This is like, what? Eight minutes in, about. We got our first kill. We we got we got tits. We got a little bit of backstory. We got parents running away. We got a weird neighbor, and now we have our first death. And it's pretty crazy how it happens and in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, actually, in the middle it is of broad in a, daylight. Yeah, it's that's what I meant to say. In the middle of broad <laughs> daylight, at a school, in a van. Also, she's banging on the window. And there's not that many people around where um, Jeff and Neil are, and she's banging very loud. I think we would have been able to hear that. Oh, yeah. You know? So, I mean, this is horror movie logic. You don't really want to think too much into it, but I just think it's really funny that she's, like, banging so hard, screaming, Mm -hmm. and nobody listens. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Then we cut to the gymnasium where Trish is playing basketball with the rest of her friends. Mm -hmm. And, um... They're part of the uh, high school team, and so Jeff and Neil get back, get to their practice to start watching them and talk about the new girl, Valerie, uh, who's also on the team. Yep. So, and the girl's coach named Jana uh, was yelling at them to get motivated, you know, you need to do better, and then they eventually end up uh, um, uh, hitting the showers, um, but... um. Oh wait, that missed a little bit there. Um, Not really. They're just kinda, yeah, they're just kind of. It's just practice. Girls That's being girls practice. too. Yeah, you know? high school drama. Um, yeah, they get to the showers and we got lots of titties. Lots. Lots and of titties. Like obviously, all these girls are over the age because you know they're in a movie. Mm-hmm. They have to be at least eighteen or more. But, but these are high like high school girls. So like, I always feel very weird with movies like this where it's somebody depicting somebody as. You know a child basically mm-hmm. and us as a viewer is there watching it it's like should we feel gross for like thinking but that just we're tell watching the story. i mean i know but it's just like at the same time it's just and this is something that's always been in the back of my mind and i never really like think mm. too hard about it but like this movie for <laughs> some reason is making me think about it like should i feel 
bad for like no <laughs> like thinking that yeah. i'm watching like high school it was all nude no. but i know it's just a movie but you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. especially in the 80s too so yeah but fucking 80s <laughs> um so anyway uh, uh where am i I think it's when the showers um, they start um, talking shit about Valerie. Oh, yeah. So they're talking about the slumber party, and um, Trish is on the other side of the lockers, and uh, she's talking about inviting her, but the other girl's like, no, because she's jealous that she's prettier, that her makeup's perfect, that she's better at basketball, and um, so she goes, no, I'm going to invite her anyway. So she goes to walk around to invite her, but she hears her coming. So she rushes she's to get like, dressed. Right, I'm out. Um, I'm out. And she's about to be out the door, but then she catches her and she's like, no, I can't. I really can't. I got to go. And she just runs off. Yeah. Um, she's like, she heard. And the other girls are just like, oh, yeah. I mean, they were literally like the way the lockers were. They were on one side of the lockers and she was on the other one and they were talking very loud. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like I would have been the same way. Like. I know that you're being nice to me and asking me to go to this party, but all your friends are being dicks. So, yeah. no. No, thank you. I don't want any part of it. Nah. But we cut back outside, and um, we got everybody leaving together. Trish, Jackie, Kim, um, Linda, some some back, background character, uh, Diane. Everybody's there. And then eventually, um, Jeff and Neil join them, and... They uh, they're being watched by someone, and it is nobody, or it's sorry, it is a uh, kill the killer, Russ Thorne. Yes. Um, which is funny because like we never really like hear anybody say his name other than on the radio. Yeah. And the radio, we have like a couple of different instances where it's playing on the radio. I think it happens very soon with um Jana going home. Yeah, but. You know what I like about this movie, too, is, like, the killer isn't just, like, the, isn't some, like, infamous... Well, like, he is, but, like, at the same... It's, like, some regular fucking dude, though, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's just crazy. He's and, got that look in his eyes, too. Yeah. Um, and he got access to a van and power tools and just wants to go on a killing spree. Yeah. Like, not that that's okay, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like... <sighs> I, I just like how straightforward the movie is. And, and I guess it is kind of, like... Something that could happen. Yeah. Like, it's it grounded in the real world. Like, somebody could just go. Yeah. And, like, get in my van and you're dead. You know, I'm sure it has happened, you know? Yeah, which is fucking scary. Scary. But... <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, he watches them all leave. And then um, Linda decides to go back. Uh, she goes, oh, I'm going to catch up with you guys later. I forgot to get something out of my locker. So, um... They walk, and then you get, like, this, like, sky view of them walking by the dumpster where he dumped the body at the, uh, cable lady. Oh, oh I feel bad for her, but it's so good. Yeah. Then you zoom, and it zooms in, and she's just got, like, drilled through her fucking, was there, forehead? Yeah, the, the practical effects, when they are actually, like, used and shown on screen, are very good. Mm-hmm. Damn, we need... We need good practical effects to come back man mm-hmm. there was some in a new texas chainsaw massacre but they were also using a lot of cgi yeah mm-hmm. damn that's disappointing to hear i'm gonna go in open-minded though yeah <laughs> yeah aaron hasn't watched it yet so that's his homework for this week <laughs> um but yeah so then we linda we got to linda inside the school and she she's got her book out of her locker and then she's on her way up and she realizes that the doors are all chained up she's locked in she goes around, she looks for another way out. 
and then Rust Thorn appears. Driller killer. <laughs> the driller killer appears. Dude, like the whoever was locking up it was probably like the custodian, whatever. He locked that shit up quick. I know, like, right? He went in and then all the doors were locked. You would have thought you heard like chains rattling or something. Why something such a big fucking chain? Why not just a lock? Yeah. And like all the doors too were just completely locked. Like anywhere. I don't even think she could leave the gym to <laughs> go to a different part of the school. Crazy. But yeah, so she meets uh, Russ Thorne in the hallway, and he attacks her with his large drill. <laughs> um, large phallic power drill, it says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he drills through her left arm and catches her. She screams and runs. Um, she hides in the showers under a counter. Um, I like this scene a lot. The yeah. sequence is very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, after coming in and looking around... Um, and like it was it caught me too. It's because she she's she was actually kind of smart. She's like, oh shit, I'm bleeding everywhere, and I'm gonna I, you know I'm gonna try and stop it up and clean it up so you mm-hmm. can't tell. But obviously she didn't clean it up enough, or there was too much blood. Yeah, but, and, you know she was smart. You know. Yeah, and every time you like look at her too, you can see it building up. So it wasn't yeah, just like, like yeah, she's like instantly trying to like stop it up and then going back to her arm. But like, yeah, it's very it's a gradual thing that was happening. Every time you looked over to her, like, oh, you got some blood there, girl. Yeah. Um, but he notices this, and mm-hmm. um, he ends up drilling right through the door. Um, <sighs> she screams, and um, but obviously they, she doesn't last very long. No, poor Linda. Uh-huh. Things were supposed to be at the party later, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he runs back to his van and drives off. Yep, I can take it for a little bit if you want. Okay. So now we kind of have the uh, the girls at home. We see them being, you know, walking up to their place and everybody's splitting. But then we get this kind of long shot, which this reminds me a lot of, like, Halloween 78. Is um, Diane's walking. And then you get the car following her, and she's walking, and then you get the POV of somebody getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is this the guy? But, like, as us being horror nerds and fans, we, we already know, like, there's no way this is the dude. Especially since this is an 80s movie. Um, they always, like, try to mislead you, but sometimes yeah. it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But, um, no, it, it's not the killer. It turns out to be her boyfriend, John. <laughs> um, who looks like an asshole. <laughs> Damn it, John. Um, but, uh, yep, yeah, she uh, explains to him, like, yeah, I'm going to uh, the summer party tonight. I'm not going to be able to leave. And he's like, well, I wanted to hang out with you. And like, well, you're not going to allow me to do that. So he's like, she's like, I'll just, I'll just talk to you later. So she goes home, and I'm pretty sure he just drives off. Mm-hmm. And then we get... Um, you wouldn't give her a ride home? <laughs> no, I don't think they. she did, because I think she was, like, right there. But uh, we get the uh, gym teacher, um, Jana, arriving home. And as she's arriving home, you notice a van right outside her house. And you're like, oh, shit, is that the same van? So you're already kind of speculating that something's going to go down. She's walking up. Uh, I think she's grabbing all of her keys. And she's, like, doing it kind of frantically. Really weird. Like, oh, oh is yeah, it this one? Is it, is it this one? Yeah. Um. So she goes to open up the door. And then... You get a drill right through the door, and like, oh, and then you realize it's just whoever the hell was I think working. It was our landlord or something like that. Yeah, it was like another repair woman. And I guess I was reading up too that 
that lady who was drilling the hole through the door was also somebody who was working on the sets on the huh. film. So it was an actual like worker on the film was just doing a quick little cameo, I guess you could say. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she's like, oh yeah, I'll, um, this is, no, I'm fixing oh, your people. Pole. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, and then if you look at it after, it's like she did put something in it, but it's like hanging out all weird, and you're like, what? That's not yeah, a bad good job. people. <laughs> um, uh, then we get, I think we jump over to Trish, who is on the phone, I believe, talking to Diane. Was it Diane? Yeah. yeah, I didn't remember if it was Diane or Kim, but she's talking to uh, Diane, and then she hears a noise, and then um, goes to like turn on all the lights she sees the door is all is open yeah. so she's like freaking out i would too because she's home alone remember her parents aren't home yep and your door's open yeah and um i mean the neighborhood that they're in is very like everybody's really close together so it must be like a colder sack or something yeah um so she closes the door she turns on all the lights and then i we, and after that what does she do instead of looking at the house I'll play a little piano. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. If anybody is here, you can you hear me playing the piano. Just come kill me. Come kill me. But the person who is in her house is the neighbor. I'm just going to call him the neighbor because I don't the like his name. Mr. Content. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird name. I so I just refer to him as a neighbor just because it's easier. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like, oh, yeah. Um, I, what the hell did he say? Like, he's like, oh, you want me to sit here? He's like, yeah, the door was open. I figured, Or I knocked at the door. I didn't hear anybody, so I figured I'd check on you. Yeah. And he's like, I'll wait with you until your friends get here. And yeah, so it's just like, what is the, why is this guy? Like, I know that he was kind he means, of asked. He means well, but like. Yeah, like, I know he was asked to watch over her and the house and everything, but it's just like being a little too creepy there. Right. So they, you know, kind of sit down. And get a uh, get a glass, and then just chill out. And then we uh, jump back to the coach, who I think before was asking about her cat or something. I mm-hmm. think I think it's her. Yep. There's there's a lot of girls looking for things in this movie. <laughs> um. So she was originally asking where her cat was. Didn't know she has a noise, but she's like pouring. It must be like wine, I think. Yeah. She drops a glass onto the floor. She starts picking up all the pieces like carefully, like you would if you were to drop a. A glass just make sure you don't step on it mm-hmm. then she hears another noise and then she just decides to take one piece of glass but she's holding it all weird mm-hmm. and she's walking and she goes over to um a closet opens it and then we get another quick little jump scare if it gets you it's just a cat jumping out and it's just like what the fuck man <laughs> trapped in the closet <sighs> so we get that going on then we jump to the boys again who are thinking about going to scare the girls instead of walking down the street they're like oh let's go scare the girls you know they're like well what what's the worst i can do get mad at us <laughs> it's like well i mean it could dump you yeah. if you guys are dating i don't really know he's like i could um they, they can kick our ass yeah um for the third <laughs> time or something like that yeah <laughs> so they're walking down the street and then we get them walking off camera and then we get a little pan over to the van dun 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 <laughs> so now that we know that the actual van is there um and then we get um trish opening up the door uh she still has a neighbor over all of her friends are there and they got um weed and 
booze and she's like ah, no 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 stop 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 um so they're going in and they're like hey what's the problem let's just have some fun over here we got the goods and she's like no 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 but he comes out and he's sniffing the bag mm-hmm. he's like ooh. <laughs> he's like don't have too much fun yeah and then he, he's like it's like i won't tell I your w- parents if you won't tell them that i scared you <laughs> so um so he just leaves and they're off to do their own thing uh, then, Which that's a little weird, just weird, kind of a weird thing to say too. Like, yeah, it's just like it's very off-putting, and, and the fact weird. that he keeps poking his head in so often, though. Like, Ooh, what's going on in there? <laughs> you having fun? Can I join? Um, then we do another cut to Valerie, and now we get introduced to her sister, Courtney, as well, oh. and we find out that um, one of the other reasons why she wasn't going to the party wasn't just because they were being mean; it's just because she has to watch her sister because her parents are also out doing whatever they're doing gang banging no idea so um we get a little bit of uh introduction to what they're doing over there and this you know fucking around kool-aid chilling you know being sisters then we cut back through the group again there's a lot of cuts so we go back to the main group and they're all you know talking about the the boys and whatnot and then um i got a quote here it's um it's not how big your mouth is. It's what's inside that counts. <laughs> so it's just like, what the fuck? So, you know, mm-hmm. girls are being girls. Um, and then think this is when the pot starts to break. Mm-hmm. When they're in there. And Aaron was saying earlier that there's a weird thing that happens here where Trista goes, picks up the, the pot that exploded on the hot stove that's still on, picks it up. Decides to put her hand all over the goddamn thing. <laughs> you can tell this is burnt, but it doesn't. It doesn't look broken. But I think this was a very low budget film, so they didn't yeah. really have a lot of stuff. They were like, "Oh my god, they broke it!" And she's like, "Well, I'll just have to go buy another one." Freaking picks the thing up and just tosses it in the sink, and then we get another jump scare, and it's <laughs> Diane just looking in, like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> uh all right. Damn. Let me take over. Sure, go right ahead. This is when it starts to kind of pick up a little bit more with the suspense. Yeah. This movie does very well with suspense, I feel. Uh, so, uh, eventually, Trish brings up the idea of ordering pizza, and Diane goes outside to get wood for the fireplace, where um, she's out, she's gathering wood, and then you get a cut to the end of the driveway, and there's a hand, like a figure, and they're holding a cleaver. Um, but then... You're, you cut to her. She's sifting through the wood. Um, she picks one up. She drops. She goes, ew. <laughs> and you got a cleaver. Just goes clean through the snail. Yep. And it's Mr. Content again. Fucking neighbor, dude. What is this guy doing? <laughs> um, he's on a snail hunt. And she. I love how it's just... <laughs> It's just like a normal. She's like, "Oh, you're just on a snail hunt." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm on number fifty three right now." Yeah, it's just like Whoa. she's like, "Yeah, my dad does that too." He's like, uh, "He doesn't like pesticides." He's like, "Yeah, it's the most eco friendly way to kill them." It's like, which I mean, I get good few man, but yeah, it's like, but still, like, I mean, if you're a gardener, it makes sense. Yeah, but you're in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, you're. St- I guess sort of stalking the house mm. and watching what's going on. Um, it's just, it's very weird. Like if someone came up to me as like, and I was grabbing wood and they had a cleaver and just killed a bug and I said, yeah, yeah like, I killed 50 face. of them already. <laughs> I would kind of be like, dude, are you mentally okay? What's going on here? You know? Yeah. She seemed very okay weird. with it though. 
<laughs> it just seems like such a normal exchange. Of course. It's so casual. Yeah. Uh, just killing snails. Yep. Don't mind me. So she says goodnight. Um, they all go in. She goes inside and um, he uses to get a scene of him going to get another snail when the drilly curler walks up from behind and drills him through his neck. Oh, poor neighbor. Poor Mr. Content. <laughs> um, so a little bit later, Russ Thorne, or the Drilly Killer, uh, can, he's continuing to kind of go around the house, the outskirts of the house, and just when he's about to climb through a window, Trish appears and closes it um, without knowing that he's there. But then yeah. when she looks again, she sees a melted doll, like one of the ones that she threw away this morning. Is it melted or is it bloody? I couldn't tell. I think a little bit of both. Because when you when I was looking, I was like, "Is that blood or is That's that melted?" Yeah, I, I worked on it. It was bloody, but I mean, it could be probably both, like you were saying. Um, but yeah, so it's one of the dolls she threw away earlier, but stuck it into the window with a meat cleaver. Yep. Um, so then Tr- she screams, and then Trish and Diane, um, they go to the garage to make sure that they uh, they lock that she should lock the garage, which she did not. Rookie mistake. Um, so, um, she calls, Diane calls John, um, and, uh, they're all stoned and high and giggly and, um, oh, but for sure. <laughs> she's talking to her boyfriend, John, on the phone while the other girls are listening. Um, and she hears them laughing and tells him to come over and then, um, the lights all cut out. <laughs> Uh, the girls go to the garage to check out the fuse box, and they find some fuses have been pulled out. Um, so they get scared by Jeff and Neil. And then, Dickheads. Yep. And then in turn, Jeff gets punched in the face by Trish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was the uh, the third time they beat their ass. Mm-hmm. So she makes them put the fuses back in, um, putting the lights back on, and everybody goes inside. Mm-hmm. Um so and then she just starts putting like hot dogs on his eye and shit <laughs> yeah he's like no one puts hot dogs on your eye <laughs> but uh so then meanwhile next door uh we get valerie and she hears another noise so she goes outside and sees both trash cans lying down mm-hmm. and she starts picking them up um picking the trash can up picking up the trash and her sister Courtney thinks that it's just some stray dogs looking for something to eat. Yeah. Um. But she looks through her bedroom window at Trish's house, um, because she wants to go to the party. She wants to see what's going on, and then sees, um, John pulling up in the driveway in his car. Uh, he honks his horn, and Diane comes out. She's like, "I can't leave right now," and he pulls his car into the garage. Um. But meanwhile, Courtney's telling um, Trish they're like doing her makeup and hair and all that shit. Yeah, and which is what sisters do. Yeah, and I um, think they had a Playgirl magazine with oh, yeah. just alone on it, which is also kind of funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, you know, a reverse. Like it would usually be like boy watching, like Playboy. Right. But now it's like them looking. Oh, at... Yeah, she like catches her with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like don't rip out the centerfold. <laughs> But um, so that she's trying to get her Trish, um, she's trying to get her to crash Trish's party, um, and she's like that she uh she just tells her she wants to be alone. She doesn't feel like she she doesn't want to be social. Um, mm-hmm. but then we are in Trish's garage where Diana John are making out in his car. Um, while everybody else is inside, uh, John, um, 
he says he's like let's go over to my house he's a feel <laughs> yeah he's like it's um you know let's go over to my place and um uh sorry and then she goes into the house to tell trish that they're gonna go out for a beer mm -hmm. um and get beer which trish um knowing that uh, uh yeah. she's like um you don't need to Oh, excuse me. You don't need to ask me for permission. Diane. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she knows that like everybody's like upset with her because even after Trish is just like, well, that just goes to show they can't bring back the old good times. Yeah, right. No, mm. I mean, she's just yeah. trying to get, you know get together with her friends and yeah. But, um, so she uh she gets back in the car and um she gets in the front seat to find John with his head falling off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She uh, screams, but nobody can hear because she's inside of a. They're inside. They're running a blender and um because to make margaritas. Yeah. Um. So she crawls out of the car and gets killed by the driller killer, who's still in the garage. Yep. Because guess who didn't fucking lock the door again after the car came in? <laughs> Diane. So, Diane, why you do this? You're the reason why your friends are dead. <laughs> But we cut back next door, um, and then Courtney thinks that she hears honking and screaming, um, but Valerie tells her she does nothing, um, and she asks her if they can go over to the party, and she's like, nope. So she goes to her room um, while Valerie's downstairs um, watching TV yeah. and um, go back to Trisha's house again. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of back and forth, back and forth. Between the two houses, yeah. Um, where the front doorbell rings and um, the girl's like, "Oh, it's a pizza guy." I completely forgot about that. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jeff answers the door. Um, or oh, well, he goes up the door. He goes, "What's the damage?" And he has a voice where he's saying six so far. <laughs> um, so Kim and Jackie, they're um on the phone with their coach, who's like checking on them or asking them if they can check on um. Or house or I don't know exactly. Oh, they're talking about a basketball game, but yeah, um, they they want to know who, um, where the points are coming from, because they they're all part of like the varsity teams. Oh uh, so yeah, they're, yeah. Um, they they call to um, you know, be like, hey, we we don't know who made up these points and whatnot. So can you help us? So they're in the middle of having that conversation when we get the eyeless pizza boy. <laughs> and he just falls in and they're like. Ah! No meatballs on that, please. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, this is what confused me. I think this might be like a weird, like, I don't know, like reshoot or something because they were already on the phone with Coach Jana while they were screaming. She heard it. But then when they run to go use the phone, they said, oh, we got to call somebody. <laughs> they so, were just on the phone. It's just like, what do you mean you got to call somebody? You literally were just on the phone with the coach. So it's like you're telling me with all the screaming and everything, you guys hung it up, and then you were like, oh, we got to call somebody, oh, no. even knowing that you were already on the phone with somebody. Oh, so it's man. like, this is like, I think too much about these things sometimes in these movies, <laughs> and I know I shouldn't. I should just watch it and just be like, yep, that is what it is. That's but, why these things happen. <laughs> but like, it, I just have to point it out just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so they go to try to call the police or whatever, or whoever they want to call after he got the phone, and he cuts the phone lines. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Um, she ends up hearing them screaming on the phone, though, before it gets cut off, and um, uh, 
she tries calling him back, but there's no answer. Mm-hmm. So she calls Valerie next door, asking, uh, um, oh, that's what I was thinking of. Um, where she calls Valerie, um, she goes to check, you know, asking to check on the girls, and yeah, um, she's like, nah, I don't really want to. Um, she's like, but I will if you really want me to. And but then she's like, oh, I'll drive over and I'll go do it myself. Yeah, that'll be safer. Would you um, think? Yeah, she's like, you know, stay inside. Yeah, I'll check. I'll check it out myself. But um. So then we're inside Trisha's house where Jeff and Neil, they get some kitchen knives and they yeah. start locking all the doors and windows and everything. That's when they um, actually start to grow some balls. Right. Um, and after a while, Jeff um, suggests that they just run to get help. And then uh, Neil decides to make a run for Valerie's house. Mm-hmm. While Jeff will make a run for Mr. Content's house to get a phone. Yeah. Um. I think honestly, this is what was really um, their downfall was splitting up. Yeah, <clears throat> I know splitting up usually in some cases is good, but it's kind of when you have bigger numbers. But I think if they both ran together, one could have easily have overpowered the other one, while one was like you know kind of distracting yeah. the, the driller killer. But instead, they decided to go two separate ways, which is fucking dumb. Yeah. And, um, Jeff, man, he does not last long. He gets into that garage and he's done. He goes <laughs> to open up the garage and Diane is like hanging from the the um uh, the I guess it's the lock or the actual door because mm-hmm. those are sliding doors that always had like oh, a yeah. thing up top. Yep. So he's freaking done. He gets stabbed through I think the chest. Ugh, yep. Then um we jump to Neil who's like, "Oh, oh shit. Okay, got to get here." So he's like banging on the door like, "Valerie, open up. Open up. Help. Help." And she's like watching a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find what horror movie she was watching. I don't know if that was an actual movie or if it was something that was filmed before. It might actually might have been back and see. It might have been a Roger Corman film to be honest. He was probably like, "Hey, this one cuz he pumped out movies like nobody do." So they probably put it on there. It's like, hey, use this film for this. But it's like super loud. Courtney's upstairs. Valerie's watching the movie by herself. And Neil's banging on the door. And then we see the, the driller killer just coming from like the bush. Just like walking casually with his drill. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> but um, she finally is like, oh, I, got, I guess I should probably go and check that door, huh? After someone pounded on it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so she goes to check on the door. And unfortunately, Neil and a drill killer decide to have a fight. And Neil dies and gets carried back. And then Valerie opens up the door and nobody is there. She's like, huh? Damn kids. Whatever. <laughs> so um, he carries Neil back to the car. And we realize where he's keeping all the bodies is in the fucking trunk of John's car. And he's counting as like one, two three how many is there? Is like five or something he's like oh yeah shit, there's like one missing mm-hmm. so he's like shit and um this is like the first time you really hear him talk other than i think when he's at the door being the quote-unquote pizza boy yeah um <laughs> and this is aaron's favorite scene is the pizza scene <laughs> when um 
they're all like you know stressed out and they're all kind of have their knives like in the corner like oh my god what are we gonna do is like mm-hmm. is someone gonna come back and help us it's like what if no one comes back and they're like i'm hungry and like yeah i'm hungry too yeah she's like feels the pizza guy's hand she's like oh he's so cold and she goes i wonder what the pizza is yeah like, <laughs> what the fuck he's so cold is the pizza oh my god like the dude is dead i understand you're hungry but this is not the time to eat, especially when the dead man's holding your pizza. You know, <laughs> it's like very weird. Um, Meanwhile, Jeff's at the door, dying, scratching. Yeah, he, like he's the one that like escaped. He's, he managed to crawl all the way over there, and they're like, "Oh my God, who's at the door?" They're like, "What if it's Jeff? What if it's Neil?" They're like, "What if it's him?" And oh my God, it's like no, it's that it's it is Jeff. You need to go help him right now. But they don't. They stay there looking at the door. And then hear him get fucking drilled to death. Yep, and they see the blood come to the door. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really funny. And um, Coach Jenna gets in her car. Yeah. She starts to drive over to Trish's house. Um, well, Valerie's upstairs to go find Courtney missing. <sighs> uh, so she sees her sister walking to Trish's house and runs after her. Um, where Courtney sees Valerie, but then decides to duck down and hide from her by running around the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, um, she goes up to the front door. She rings the doorbell. She knocks a few times. Um, she has no reply. She leaves. Uh, Jackie runs to the front door from the kitchen to let her in. When she opens it, Thorn is there. Um, and then he swipes the drill across her neck and just fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then uh, fucks. so then Trish and Kim run upstairs and barricade themselves in the her bedroom, um, with a knife, and Valerie ends up finding Courtney in the back of the behind the house, and she sees her lying on the ground, um, and uh, she scares her. She's like, oh, um, the sister's a little annoying. Yeah, I mean, at times with somebody who has two sisters, yeah. She's she's annoying, um, but, but she is the younger child. Yeah, um, she kind of has to be a terror. I don't know what age it is. I think she, she just said she, like she was 14. Six, 14? Yeah, because oh. they're all supposed to be like 18. Yeah, so I guess that makes sense why she's like annoying. She's going through that that time, you know, the, yeah. the pubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, sorry, where was I? Um, she uh, scares. Oh, yeah, so she scares her and, um, so they go, um, uh, she finds her and she's like, I don't think anyone's home. Um, and after they look in the windows, they don't see anybody. Uh, she tells her she's going to check the front door again. Mm-hmm. And she walks inside, um, cause after finding it wide open, um, and knowing that it was locked before, uh, just a few minutes ago, you know, when she checked, yeah, it's um, like, like I was even thinking about that too. It's like, you just knew that that was locked, but now you're walking in there. Like it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Horror movie logic. Right. One Oh one. So she starts calling out their names. And, uh, meanwhile upstairs, uh, Kim, she wants to yell back to her, but she can't. Um, so Trish suggests that she might be helping the killer. Yeah. She might be in on it. Yeah, that's that's a really, I don't know. Maybe I would have thought the same thing if this was me, because you haven't seen her at all. Yeah, you, you knew that you were talking. She knew that you were talking shit about her, and yeah, because they're like, oh, that's a wild response for not being invited. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely logical. I think anybody would probably think that. Yeah, 
still so, shitty though. While they're conspiring against um against uh, her, um, and then trying to figure out what they're trying to do, um, the one window they left open, <laughs> the killer climbs right through behind yeah. them. And it's so funny too because he's like he's sneaking in, and they're all talking, and they can see him in the background. He's like, Ooh, I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't want to make a noise or anything. Is this like I'm gonna get mm-hmm. you? I know, right? But that face. It's like this is what I love about this movie. It's so fucking funny, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even try to be. It just works its way like that, just because of how the acting is and how the people look in in those um, scenes. It's so funny. And they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, it always ends badly when he's in the room. Oh, yeah. So he's sneaking up behind them with his drill, mm-hmm. and he hits one creaky board. They hear that. <laughs> You're like, oh. and he's like, he knew he fucked up. And he's like, shit. And it was at um, that they moment around. when he knew you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> They turn around, see the killer. They're like, they start screaming, <laughs> panicking, which I would too. But yeah, no, um, <laughs> they barricaded the door too, so they have to yeah. move all the stuff. <laughs> so they're the struggling to move the furniture. It's like, um, well, why did you guys close the freaking window? You uh, knew that you needed to lock up. Oh shit! It's so funny. <laughs> that's like the funniest scene out of the whole movie, I think. Actually, no, that's not right. It's the part that's coming up is when he goes underneath the blanket. Oh yeah. The whole ending of this film is so funny. Oh. oh man! Oh, they knock him out with a baseball bat and try to get out. Um, he oh. wakes up. Um, <laughs> she attacks him with a knife. Um, and then he pulls a knife out. He like twists it too. Which, yeah. Uh, um, or like out of uh, her hands, and um, he stabs her to death. Yeah. Um, where's so- Chris seen like? Well, Trish, seeing all of her friends pretty much die. I know, in her house. Yeah. So she runs out and hides in her parents' um, closet while he's looking upstairs for her. Uh, Valerie's outside, and she finds Courtney, and they go back inside where they find Kim's dead body in the fridge. This is another thing but that confused me hmm. before we get into that. this They say, let's go home. Yeah, but then they go in. But then they go into the house. I'm like, I thought they were at home because they don't show anything of them going anywhere other than it, it says them saying we're going to go home. And then it goes, I think, back to Trish for a second. And it yep. goes back down. And you think they're at home, but they're like, oh, wow, what a party. Right. It's just like, are they home or are they at the place? But then you find out that they're actually at, they're still at Trish's place. So it's like, you didn't go home. You didn't need to say you were going home <laughs> unless you were planning on walking through the house to go home. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. the little things like that. The little split decisions. Yeah. <laughs> but this scene's funny. She's like, oh, look, can we at least raid the fridge? Can we get us a few, grab a few beers? She's like, no, you're underage. And she keeps opening the fridge, but she's not looking at it. So you just see the dead body just stuffed oh. in there. <laughs> she shuts it. She's like, oh, come on, opens it. Yeah. No, okay. And then she decides to open it anyway and sees, um, the, not Diane. It was it Kim. Kim. Oh, yeah, Kim, um, stuffed in the refrigerator and screams. Yeah. Um, there's a minor plot hole here as well as some, uh, cheating as one would wonder why in the world the killer dragged Kim after having killed yeah. upstairs, downstairs, the kitchen stuff her into the fridge. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's, <laughs> this is movie, I know it had a low budget. Yeah. And, you know, that's what happens with these movies, like, there's con- continuity issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, but I it's mean, little it's little Easter eggs like that, you know, it, they make it enjoyable. And this makes it all the more fun to talk it makes, about. Yeah, and it makes it itself, you know. Yeah. With the, it's great. 
little flaws. He teleports. Like it's all good. Yeah, he like teleports. Michael. <laughs> yeah. So they both scream, and the Driller Killer hears them, um, and she sees his shadow coming from the um the, from the stairs and decides to hide in the basement while Courtney's um under the couch. Yeah. Um, good good hiding spot because I got like the little flaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he walks downstairs, looks around. He doesn't see anybody. Closes the door. He drags the dead pizza guy and just pull, throws him down the basement stairs because uh, I think he knows she's down there at that point. Yeah. Um, but um, and then uh, he lies down. He, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, oh my god! This is a, he's got like a grin on his face and he's like, ah, Ooh, I this is a good hiding spot. But it's also funny too. It's like he has like these. Like a sixth sense, because Jana's on the way, mm-hmm. and he lays down. And he like moves the drill, and he's just like, literally, just acting like he's dead. Courtney's under there watching, like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? And then Jana comes in, and she's just like talking all out, like, hey, yeah, is everybody oh, here? Blah 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 blah. But um, she finds as well, Courtney. I mean, um. Valerie's downstairs looking for weapons and stuff. This is also really fucking funny. Is when she grabs the handsaw mm-hmm. and she go, <laughs> she's trying to run upstairs like, I got it, I got it. And you see the cord go, and then it's like, and she's like, and she like bang, like goes flying back. She's like, oh, that's not gonna fucking work. Um, so that's like another like this whole ending is just like full of like comedic relief for all like the brutal slaying that's happened throughout this film. Yeah, even though it's more to come, but just him laying down. The grin on his face is so hysterical to me. I know, right? I love it. Um, and then we, <laughs> and then we get like the final, like you know, uh, bang is when Jana goes to see who's underneath the covers, and it's the Driller Killer. He gets up, and they kind of fight. So I have here Jana versus the Driller Killer versus Courtney versus Trish, and then Jana's dead <laughs> because <laughs> they all like come at him with so much stuff, and then he just, he just slices through her um, stomach, which I think is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's like a little bit of uh, a little bit of dialogue here. Um, I think Courtney runs away, but it's uh, Trish who is now trapped, um, and he says for like the first time we see him talk he says how pretty all of you are very pretty i love you and it's just like oh my <laughs> god and she's just like okay um i don't, don't even know you uh yeah. like leave me be and um whatnot so he's like continues to talk a little bit um, but I think this is when Valerie, I think, comes up. The machete. Yeah, and it starts to a- attack him. And they kind of uh, lead the fight outside. And he's running, and then he's got his drill, and she got the machete. He's in a drill, like, so he's fighting on the edge more. of the pool at this point. Yeah, and he just puts up the machete, then... Ding! And I love how she just slices through, like, butter. Yeah, he just looks at the, at the drill, like... Uh, <laughs> um and then he she just like cuts off his hand i know just chops away it's at so it. funny and this is like right there is when his dick broke <laughs> literally he couldn't he couldn't do any more killing so um yep that cuts off his hand he falls into the pool and uh, you think that's all done because we get a kind of a long shot of like watching him just in the pool yeah 
And but she this... like just kind of slashes at him, and he falls in, and he's bleeding out. And then yep. this motherfucker comes up with a fucking stub. I know, he climbs up with his nose. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, and then... He's relentless. She cuts through his, um stomach and like actually like brutalizes this guy with a fucking machete and then he's dead uh we don't really get much else after this this is kind of goes to he like impales himself too like yeah, he like, yeah, tries yeah. to climb on her and yeah she, she, he, like, jumps oh yeah she's too. like laying down yeah holding the machete he's out. like oh, i'm gonna get you and then he just leans into it and then you're dead and um that's and you hear police sirens, and you get the classic Zumo and credits. Literally the movie, man. It's it's just oh, I love flash, it. Slashing fun, you know. It I mean, is. this this that's sequels. what a horror movie should be. You yeah, know? there's Honestly. sequels and Summer Party Massacre Two is like this movie, but even more batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of these like '80s slashers seem like they use the same like basis, like format, but like mm-hmm. it works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for how low budget this film was, and yeah. for Roger Corman being part of it as well, is really cool. And also him having like an understudy kind of take the mantle on this to make it her own. Yeah. And um, even with all the the flack that she was getting for everybody saying, "Oh, you're selling out," it's a good film. Um, it is. Regardless of those low Rotten Tomato scores, like fuck that, I don't really care about those. Yeah. It's really about your own personal um, opinion on it, and. It's an easy watch. It's just, it's a good, fun horror movie. I don't, I don't, honestly, like, yeah, the score. It's what I look for in a horror movie. It's got its flaws, which I love that shit, though. You know, I love the little things, the details. Yeah, and, exactly. And um, throughout this whole movie, too, I couldn't help but keep thinking there's a lot of homages to Halloween. Yeah. With a lot of the shots in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that their neighbor, it was all happening between like two different houses. Yeah. And one neighborhood. Yeah, it's very. It Someone definitely escapes from the asylum. Yeah. It definitely pulls from that, at least um, um, cinematography wise. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a super fun film. Um, yeah. The score is good. Uh, the score was actually done by uh, this, I think. Was it fucking her brother or something like that? It did her it husband, all, I think. Something like that, and um, did it all on like a, one of those old like keyboards yeah. that just had a bunch of weird effects and stuff on them. So that's really cool. Very minimal movies. Very very fun. If you just want a bunch of buddies over and grab a beer and get a pizza, and then have someone cosplay as the I, Eyeless uh, Pizza Boy, and also <laughs> top it, and then just have someone going around saying. I love you. I love you. And um, the remake, I got to say in here a little bit, is very, very good. They give Thriller Killer more lines, but it's a lot of, I love you. And the the actor who plays the Thriller Killer looks exactly like this guy. No shit. But obviously, it's not the same guy, because this guy was already pretty old. I forget his name. Yeah. Who played him. But it's it's a fun, 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 fun film. Very very fun. Don't take you too seriously, and you'll real and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, just for the fun factor alone, my rating of this is like a nine out of ten. Yeah, me too. Nine out of ten blood splatters. It's just it's this mindless fun, literally. If you haven't seen a slumber party massacre, uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't know. And also, like the other thing I was talking about, like everybody's saying, like, oh my god, a drill killer, like the drill is his dick. If you look at the poster, it's him above all these girls with the drill. Yeah, and they're all like half naked. Yeah. So I mean, like, what do you expect going into this movie? You know, (laughs) it's good. It's very short. 
um after you watch this one i would say go watch the second one because you're gonna be like the first one was kind of like what the fuck but this one's very like what the <laughs> fuck is going on because the story is all over the place it's about a guy inside of a girl's mind who comes out of her mind and who has a guitar but has a drill at the end of it and he's also a rock star and that they rent a house and then there's a bunch of stuff that happens but then it's also in her mind but then it's not in her mind and it's a dream and it's not a dream it's very just like what is going on um there's a a drug plot but there's not really drugs and then there's a missing person but there's not a missing person (laughs) it's very it's very all over the place but please go watch it it's it's bat shit it's fun um yeah just all these movies are good i haven't seen the third one i need to watch the third one i gotta rewatch the remake aaron watch the remake of this because you will love it uh it was on sci-fi so it's probably on a sci-fi app or maybe even peacock at this point so go watch these movies um i know there's been a lot of remakes happening lately and a lot of you know sequels to older films but they've all been hitting it out of the park lately I know that we gave Scream kind of a low rating here, but we still really enjoyed the film. It was still something I'm going to watch again once it goes back onto digital. Well, actually, it comes to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to rewatch Halloween Kills again. Same. I got to watch the extended cut. I haven't had time to watch the extended cut. <laughs> I need to watch because it's more to the ending. So I need mm-hmm. to watch it for that. And Halloween Ends comes out this year. There's a lot of stuff. Um, there's a new movie that just came out that I gotta watch. It's about werewolves. It's called The Cursed, and it's weird no, I've been because seeing that a lot. I was talking to somebody on Twitter earlier about it. Like, oh, I'm going to go see. It. I'm like, really? I've only seen marketing for this movie for maybe like four days, yeah. and it just dropped today. Like, hmm. it shadow dropped. Um, I'm like, I didn't see any marketing. It's like the marketing for it's just like non-existent <laughs> or very little. So, but those movies, movies like that, I feel like Sometimes I need to. Yeah. Yeah, and I need to give it some love yeah. for it not getting the proper amount of screen time for people to go and realize that this movie's out. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing that at some point. Um, but I think that's pretty much all that I have for the Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. Aaron, is there anything that you want to uh, add on to this? No, not really. Check out Slumber Party Massacre and all of its sequels. Yep. And, uh, and remake. What we're doing next week, we're shifting gears, okay? Um, I, I want to give everybody a big warning um, for this one, because this is a fun, kind of light-filled and bloody good, fun film. But next week, we're going to be going very, very hard, and we're going to be doing the original I Spit on Your Grave. So I know... Um, Obviously, rape and stuff is it's not cool. It should never happen. And I know there's people out there who um, probably, you know, experienced it. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I hope that you have a good support system around you to, you know, help things better. But I just really want to give this warning to everybody before. And I will be giving it again before we jump into the film next week. Just because it is a very, very strong film. Um, some touchy subjects yeah i mean it's about woman empowerment also so it's got that the very um core of the film even though it's got really really bad shit that happens in it um but it's still something that i think that we should cover on here (sighs) there's a lot of films like this that we're going to be covering that i don't want to cover but i feel like we are entitled to yeah um like Cannibal Holocaust is something that we're going to be doing at some point. I know it's definitely a film people don't touch. 
That's one that they they won't touch. They won't will never touch. They don't so want to talk gonna... about. <laughs> but we're gonna do it, so you guys don't have to watch it. If you just want to hear a summary of us go through the film, you don't have to watch it actually happen. So that's the plan for that. And then after that, we're gonna be kind of lightening it a little bit again, um, but not really. We're gonna be having special guest on horror gamer and his uh co-host gabby for their horror haven llc so they'll be on here for the exorcist which will be the beginning of march so we're ending this month really hard and then we're bringing it back really hard but in a a different way so um it's gonna be fun oh yeah look forward to it yep and um i'm still doing dean's podcast as well we have some other guests lined up coming on it's a lot this year we're focusing more on podcast guests for other people who um, we listen to or they listen to us or anything like that. So no like real big guests this year. Um, Maybe one. I was thinking about doing one, but I don't know if it's going to work. I won't announce anything as of yet. But yeah, this year is going to be crazy. So thank you for everybody who's been listening to us and supporting us. It means a lot. And it's been fucking fun. Oh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. This was the Baron's Head Up Podcast. I was your host, Dustin. No, he's your co-host, Aaron. And we'll catch you guys next week for I Spit on Your Grave. You guys, yeah, you don't need to watch the film if you don't want to, but please be here and just at least listen to us talk about it so you can hear our views. So thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) Love you.